Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll have, I'll... what do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. T- distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Have it. You, you no no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pay attention to detail and deadline and deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 72 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and join me via Zoom in my basement. No, my mom is not upstairs. Charles Hedlund. How you doing, buddy? Woo, buddy! Just being distracted over some whitetails over here. Oh, I like it. I like it. Oh, man. I'm with some clowns in my, my, well, it's kind of a hunting room, right? It's your man cave. It's getting there. It will be my man cave one day, but right now it's just like where I threw all my hunting stuff in the back of my house. It used to be my bedroom. I'm not small this room. Can you imagine a bed in here? No. I, yeah. I mean, I like it. I see some deer mounts there. I see TV. I mean, you're ready to rock. Yeah, it's actually coming together okay. I got my, uh, I finally got used for my chair that I used for like three months, although the cat mostly uses it now. This thing's been in my basement unused for like two years, so I'm glad to get up here and get some sit time back in it. I missed my recliner. There you go, bud. I don't blame you, Well, man. you see who we got here today. You want to introduce them? I mean, we got... Who do we have there? Let me let me squint a little bit and see. My camera's not too good. No. <laughs> <laughs> we got Lane Baker in the house, the turkey undertaker, and Ryan Tanner, the bush light slammer. what's going on fellas in-person podcast (laughs) it is almost like an in-person podcast i'm not there but you know it'll be okay yeah you can see me it'll be good it's good on that end so i'm I'm happy about it heck yeah what are we finally going to talk about today sir oh my gosh something that we probably should have talked about back in like october you know these guys went out to colorado and they and they shot a big squirrel yeah, <laughs> I thought it was the uh, hair. I thought you guys got a good hair over there. Good hair story. Almost. almost. <laughs> I got pictures of that. Yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. How big are they? 
Like for pretty, for pretty big. Like they, bobcat size or a little smaller? Yeah, a little smaller. <laughs> like a baby bobcat? I was gonna take like, a, a, like a baby bobcat? bobcat? <laughs> the hair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we, got we probably could have. Yeah, <laughs> we probably could really? We actually thought there was something wrong with it. <laughs> oh, man. I won't, I'm, I just thought of something sad. Someone else talked. I won't talk about it. You just thought about something sad? I'm sorry. How yeah, old? on the way home today, there's something on the street. Uh, you know, I felt really bad. There was a deer that got hit. She was still alive. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. That's never a good thing. It, it, it hurt. <laughs> I, I, didn't have not, I didn't have my bow. I didn't have anything. Like, she was laying there. The other one was running away. I'm like, oh, man. Come on. Yeah. I hate that shit. Yeah, I don't like it either. That's I was in the fun. middle of a Zoom call. almost cried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll make your cheeks rosy. It'll be good for the camera. <laughs> yeah. Well, buddies, what's going on? How was your season, your deer season? How was lane? How was waterfowl season and coyote season? How's, what, how's everything going on? I mean, we haven't talked in so long. You guys haven't been on the podcast in a while. Fill me in. Boy, it's been busy. Deer season, there's not much to talk about. Yeah. No, nor do I want to even speak of that. Oh, boy. <laughs> but uh, everything else has been going great. I'm busy with the family and trying to stay healthy with everything going on. And Beautiful. Getting out in the woods as much as possible. Still doing the coyote thing. Um, that's going to run us into March. And uh, we'll be running the hounds till about then. till the snow, snow stops flying. It starts getting warmer. Yeah. And <clears throat> waterfowl, we got till what? Like the end of February. Got I got Tan Man's getting a little more into it. I yeah. saw that. He's yeah. Going, he's been going with one of our buddies a little more. And uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll probably, him and I will probably get out here in February. It's my favorite time when they start to uh, pair up and fight for breeding rituals. And it's, it's a good time of, the, time of the year to hunt the geese. Ducks over, but goose will still be in until the end of February. Yeah, sir. Yeah, they dropped the limit down to five, right? Uh, so certain zones, like okay. you got like the Southern James Bay and then your resident in North and South zone. So mm-hmm. it's different each one, but, but yes, you are correct. In early season in September, it's eight. And then in, uh, late season after that September season, it's, uh, it goes down to five Yeah, in our zone. I might get my license. You, you should. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so we can go. Yeah. I was already planning on it cause I've never done it and I yeah. really do want to go. Like, yeah. Really bad. Austin so came, Austin came out with uh, me last year. Unfortunately, we didn't do any good, but uh, we had a lot of ducks around us, I, I believe. The same. And it wasn't duck season and, at the time, but the geese really didn't pan out. They're sometimes unpredictable and yeah. it's unfortunate, but um, at least we were all out there together and having a good time. But oh, I had a blast when we went out, man. <laughs> yeah. we. Li- I'd like to plan something. Me, even us four go out yeah. again. And in February, it's real fun. If you find a, Something unfalling like a pond, they'll, they'll come in in like pairs, triples, singles, and they'll fight each other for breeding rituals to have locked down that specific pond or that specific nest in that pond. And they, it's just, they lock onto that pond and it's all over. Once they are in sight of that, of the water source, they, they just lock on it and they, they don't surf for nothing. Oh, I'm down for that, it's man. Dumping. It's awesome. I was out of one of my properties late season on a Monday evening and saw a ton of duck and geese. Yeah. Yeah, wow. keep your eyes open. It comes, it's out right now and it comes back in in like another week and a half or 29th. Weeks. Yeah. I think it's the 29th. <laughs> yeah. yeah it so it's, it comes right back in. So you fellas keep your eyes open. Anytime you see geese, I know Chaz does. He sends me a pin or whatever. I'll get permission and we'll jump in there and hunt them. Yeah, man. I can dig I that. A lot of geese, but you could hear, I couldn't see the ducks, but I could hear them mm. like going nuts, but I mm. can see a lot of geese in there, yeah. which was odd because when I dropped down over, I 
could see like four wheeler tracks going back in and a lot mm-hmm. of footprints going in, mm-hmm. which I figured were waterfowl hunters. I yeah. you know, it could have been deer hunter though. I, I wrote it off, but I'm thinking, well, <laughs> a lot of guys hunt that area too with uh, like late season rifle, like the last week of rifle. Mm-hmm. They'll hunt back in there. And I was in there in late season and they weren't fresh. I mean, they were probably a week or two old. Yeah. So. Maybe they haven't been in there yet, and we can go in and get that first field out. I think I'm going to do some scouting, actually, Sunday. So there you go. I'm drive around and see if I yeah. can find them and see if they're still there, and maybe we can set something up. Yeah. That'd be fun. Sounds good Hallelujah. Hell yeah. Cowabunga. Cowabunga. <laughs> 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 and we skip turkey season. Yeah, you had a, good, you had a uh, decent turkey season. Yeah, it was... You know, more and more I talk to people, um, they kind of saying the same thing. I know you and I can relate and we've talked, but it's been a, it was a weird year. Definitely. We had some good luck out of state and stuff, but come, you know, around our house, I mean, it was just a weird year. I had, didn't have a tough, tough time getting on birds, but when you get on them, it just was weird. You know what I mean? I never really experienced that type of behavior from them. And I, I don't know. It was, and everyone I talked to really, they had, you know, someone, some people I know that are great turkey hunters, didn't fill tags and just had a weird off year. They asked me the same thing. It was all kind of mutual. Yeah. I mean, once in a while you find a hot bird, it just comes running in. But you think there was more pressure <laughs> in your areas, even on the private ground? Had another guy say that due to the everything going on, COVID yeah. and everything, everyone yeah. was off. And uh, not everyone, but a lot of people were off. So had had time to go, more time to go hunt and spend time in the woods. So I mean, I could see that, especially like neighbors and stuff, <laughs> some properties and private. And they, you know, they just walk out their back door and sure. you know, mm-hmm. stumble around like, hey, I want to go look for turkey. Something to do. Yeah, yeah. something to do. Rather than stuck inside. Talking about like how hard it was or how different, I, I guess I should say, like that day that us three went yeah, and we sat down in that bottom when they were up top for how long and just like, we just couldn't, there was no movement. They'd come so far and then they'd turn around, come so far and turn around and then yeah. we tried to make a play and then they went silent and gone. You know, it's yeah, just like, just, it's just different. That was weird. Especially day. from the year prior you know yeah it was like the, the year prior you couldn't do anything wrong you could yeah. you could leave your calls at home and burp <laughs> and they'd come running in. It, just, it was weird i don't yeah. know what it, how, there was much of a change but it was just a totally just a 180 from the year before yeah, yeah. so but we made it work we, we had did. fun yeah you know what which is kind of funny because that's like how beer season was too yeah this year was, yeah like, you're, they, you're they, right they played like the same role Last like That's, not this pat not the season we just had, but last season, the whitetail woods from us hunting was on fire and then turkey season was the same. Mm-hmm. And then come this year, totally different. Totally That's funny. Different. That's yeah. funny you say that because that it uh, last year I couldn't mm-hmm. there was could do nothing wrong. You climbed a right. tree in November and they were all and over. You were yeah, I mean how you guys remember I was yeah, texting oh, yeah. you, Austin, I was texting all you guys. Yeah. Heck I was uh, one day I was up to six, seven, eight shooters and Craziness. I yeah. just this year I couldn't buy a deer. You know what I mean? I mean <laughs> I, I had my couple opportunities, but nothing like last year. Nothing. Totally. I agree. We had yeah. that eighty degree weather coming in in November, you know, put a damper on you know Yeah. I think weather played a bigger factor in deer season than pressure. Sure. Like the turkeys, I think uh you know, the weather wasn't much different than the year before. It was cold as hell. Um but deer season we didn't get that cold and we got that hot streak mm-hmm. and I think it really shut down daylight activity and it just blew things up because even in pressured areas in the rut you're still going to see bucks chasing does. Yeah, absolutely you know it'll that's just change the caliber absolutely maybe. it'll and, just change maybe the caliber right yeah. and, and i just i didn't see it this year i mean the only buck i had a chance at all year that was even 
legal. Well, one was legal, but my goodness, he barely was legal. And uh, it was sneaking through a slash trying to escape out the back door from hunters in mm-hmm. rifle season. Yeah. Second day of rifle season. Yeah. That's funny. And, and I, I, like, I reach out. I talk to a lot of people throughout the season, whether it's turkey, deer, bear, whatever. We communicate and, and the same thing. People are asking me, you know, get my report. We're kind of exchanging information and all the same. You know, I, I had be- hardly seen any deer just run, you know, get your typical rut behavior, yeah. even like, even especially the young year and a half, two year old bucks that are running around with their tongues out, you know, mouse wide open and they're just ba- bouncing everywhere. Yeah. You know I, didn't, I, mean? I didn't see that once. I didn't either. No, not one time. No. Just really, really weird. And I, I think honestly, and I, and which I kind of did a little bit different this year, um, being we didn't spend much time here in September because we were away. Um, <clears throat> I didn't focus much in October. I decided to let things rest in October and kind of save my days and hit it real hard November. And I wish I would have did it completely offset. I wish I would have yeah. spent most of my days in October. I A lot of my intel on my camera stuff showed great, great activity in October. As soon as November hit, it was like straight down. Yeah. Where it went down for us was when that muzzle loader bear season came in. Okay, for up in the big woods. Oh, my goodness. Up yeah. North, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my cameras were firing up that. Right up until the day of, and then it went just all all dry. And then as soon as that season hit up there, it got crazy. I haven't seen it like that ever in right. my life. But but again, regardless of that, even locally, and I can say the same thing. You know, I probably didn't put as much effort getting cameras in early in the year and, and doing a lot of the work, still out there doing work and finding deer. Saw right. deer. Beginning yeah. of the season, I had five different shooter bucks that I had seen in season that I was after and I hunted them all like different times on different scenarios when it was right, hunted them hard, never saw one of them in daylight. Mm-hmm. And this just when you like you said, you kinda play it safe. Like I played it safe. I stayed on the edges, you know, I played the right winds. I, I didn't go in deep. And now I wish I did in October. Because right. you, you save that for November and then the heat hits and guess what? You just I, I personally just wasted probably one or two opportunities by not getting more aggressive right. early in the year when I didn't know where they were betting. You know, you just see them like you leaving the property. I see them cross the road out of, you know, out of the timber that I was hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're in there somewhere, but I don't know where I can't just crash in. But yeah, maybe, that's, a, maybe that's, a, that's an early, early season, right before the season started, the property that I was hunting, the majority of the archery season, we spotted at least two fairly yeah, decent, decent yeah. buck in there feeding in the beans right before they changed from green to freaking crust. <laughs> but, and then after that, it was just, it was like a ghost town. It did get dry this year, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very because dry. the year prior, they couldn't, they couldn't cut the fields yeah. because it was so wet. It was yeah. so wet. Even That's, the corn yeah. and everything stayed longer. Yeah. The moisture content talking to farmers, uh, I always get Intel when they're cutting corn and harvesting their beans and so forth. And their moisture content, um, they, there was, they cut early. Yeah, they cut very I mean, early. Fields cut, I feel like, before archery season. Yeah, they keep, there, there were. There, 100%. Yeah. That's never like that. 100% right? were. Because it, the, the, the field that I hunted was, I think they cut it a week into archery. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, I, mean, that, I mean, it wasn't, and usually it's a lot wetter at that time, the past mm-hmm. couple of years anyway, but. Yeah, the deer season this year is heavy. weird. It's Usually heavy, I'm wetter than that time of year too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a heavy rock. Uh, you, 
you know, you, you have so much anticipation for November. Oh my God. And yeah. you save all that and your energy and you don't want to get burnt out. And so you save it and you're looking for it. And then for it to literally go straight down the pipes and yeah. be terrible. It's like, man, you know, you wish you'd go back and hunt in October. Like you said, we, yeah. you know, we talked about and yeah. it is what it is and no excuses, but it just it deflates your cells. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, yeah. you play, you play it uh, smart. You play it safe. You, you get through October. Like I always, always hunt late October hard. I love late yes, October. Halloween. Month. You know, yeah. That <laughs> Halloween period and go figure Halloween. We get a monsoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, like 60 mile per hour winds. There's trees falling around me. Yep. And you, you're like, all right, no big deal. Sweet November. Here we go, baby. Here it is. We get an extra week this year. Mm-hmm. And then that happens and it's just like, <clears throat> you just get yep. deflated. Yep. Listen, I can't, I can't remember the last time. That I did not fill a buck tag. <laughs> I can officially Guess we're going say out, uh, Saturday, huh? Tag soup is <laughs> not fun. <laughs> not no cool. It ain't. Not cool. I have. No uh, I ain't. still have some doe tags, and I have my buck tag. And you know, I'm I'm not even really upset, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I hunted a select few deer, and that's when you're you know you're chasing a certain caliber of deer. It, it does get tough, yeah. and you set your sights on just one or two deer. It. it it can be aggravating, can be very tough. and We'll dive into that, too, because think about it. When are the most biggest, most mature bucks typically killed, you know? And, and all in all, it's typically right in the rut when because that's when they up. slip up. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. Right? Yeah, yeah they don't, they, just like every old timer, everyone says they don't get old for no being dumb. Being dumb. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, they don't slip up much, and when they do, you got to be there for it. Yeah, you got to make it count. And, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, one good thing, though, is you guys seen – my deer that I've been chasing all season are still alive. Still getting That's pictures. Huge. I'm still getting cell cam. They're sending my phone about every night and they're still alive. So I, I have something to look forward to for next year. And um, we're going to try to go out some of the guys and hopefully Austin can get, get out with us. And oh yeah. Go look for some sheds. I know I, it's, you know, I like going out there. I take my daughter now. She's getting a little older and in Austin's case here soon, I, I like to get my daughter out there on a warmer, uh, maybe February day and yeah. take a Round and it's something fun for the kids and the family and get out and just have a good time and look for sheds and kind of cool to have some history with deer and over the years and I'm, I'm hoping to find a select couple uh, deer sheds and kind of build some history with them and next year have a something to look forward to and yeah go from there with it well there's got to be another reason you're not that upset right austin there's got to be one more oh, reason man absolutely <laughs> not that mad i mean it, it it's still a deer it's not a whitetail but you know it's it's a big squirrel like i said earlier (laughs) squirrel with horns squirrel with horns oh i know that it's the opposite (laughs) of a jackalope antler antlers correct inches of the antler (laughs) Uh, i hear you took place of yeah i guess doubled what what you would typically get in a year so we're gonna dive into it I want to I wanna go back to, let's go back to like the start of the plan. You know what I mean? You guys, you planned it and give me the drive out. Give me the, the whole roundabout story, man. Training for we'll, it, everything. We'll try to, we'll try to speed up the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Not much other than talk and yeah. anticipation and, and, yeah. and trying to plan, but yeah. not really doing much so to plan. Back in 2018, 2019, um, it was talk. Well, even before that, back, back way, um, I've been going out West. This and we'll kind of clear this up. I've been going out West for many years. Um, even made, uh, Idaho my home at one point. Mm. I've always had a passion for going out there. Um, uh, my wife and I go out and fly fish and we, we've spent a lot of time out there. Um, 
And once you go out there, and it's been said before, you, you get the Western bug. I totally you know? agree. And 100%. It's, it's, <laughs> and I tell people that and, and unless you go out there and experience it for yourself, whether it may be hunting or a family trip, whatever it is, there's nothing like the West. Yeah. You pass that uh, Kansas border, <laughs> slip into Colorado, and that's where it begins. Yeah, um, man. But it, so I've been out there. I've, I've back in 2016, 17, I, I called for a buddy. Um, my first real experience with uh, communicating with elk. And, uh, just kind of thought about it ever since. And then Tanner and, uh, Boer and, and Jeff, uh, we talked about it 2018, 2019, yeah. trying to plan a trip. Unfortunately, um, <clears throat> work <throat> and things with the whole world kind of flushed down the toilet. Yeah. We couldn't really do much. So no one really went on that trip. I mean, we just kind of let it go and plan for the following year and, we no one anticipated that this the whole mess that's going on was going to last this long and really the whole world turned upside down. So following year, we, we were trying to plan, get, get us all together and head out there for, for an elk hunt. And the original plan was going to be still Idaho and ended up being a few months before, um, or during the planning process, Boer couldn't make it his schedule. He couldn't get off work. I think same for Jeff. And fortunate enough, Tanner and I, we worked the same uh, place at a police department and, we have a pretty good uh, schedule and we were still able to make it work. And boy, we put our heads together and off to the races. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, it was kind of funny because leading up, uh, into the summer months of, uh, what was that? 2019 or was it would have been 2020, mid 2020, uh, planning, planning yeah. the out trip summer yeah. 2020. Uh, Idaho was still go. Everything was great. And then, uh, he I'm going when I was yeah. fishing. I was on my boat fishing. You were fishing and I was going to work. And uh, the news release came out uh, about Idaho's tag. Like it had a record sale out of their tags. It never had before. Uh, usually you can buy an OTC over-the-counter tag from the beginning to the end. Uh, and you don't ever, I mean, for the o OTC units, you know, no no draw units. You can get a tag. You can just show up in Idaho and get a tag. I did it back in, two, uh, I think it was like 2015 or 16 when I went out there. But they had a record sellout, whether it was due to the, the COVID and all the number of people, you know, being 100%. off work. So I called Tanner and I'm, I'm like sick about it because I, <laughs> I, I'm familiar now with Idaho being out there. I had a pretty good spot. Uh, and we talked about it and like, boy, we don't know what we're going to do. We're, we're sick about it. There's no more tags in Idaho. We're, we're screwed <laughs> to say the least. So we talked and like a couple days later, I told him, I said, we're, I'm doing something. I'm going out there, whether you're going to come with me or not. I'll go by myself for all that matters. I mean, I'm, I had a plan. I'm not going to miss another year. We already missed one year. I'm not going to miss another year. I, I want to go out there. So we just, we was like, let's do it. That's Colorado's up for grabs. They never sell out. They don't, it's unlimited tags in Colorado. So we went, we got online and purchased our tag. Then that's where it started the, uh, the preparation and that was like the oh shit here we're yeah. we're, we're going we're all like, in here we go this is it yeah <laughs> that's the headaches and the preparation and the e-scouting i mean number of days we worked together and off work out of work home whatever i mean it was constant that whole mm -hmm. summer texting back and forth phone calls i mean online forums and reading and even if they were from three years ago yeah you know we were like oh well this one's they're all saying the same thing like 
get away from the hunters. They yeah. go yeah. way, way back off the road, off the beaten path, and everything. And it's like I feel like you can't find a forum anymore that's not three or plus yeah, years old. I anywhere you look, I haven't yeah, seen yeah. one from from 2019. I don't think everything's been 2017 and back. Oh, and, yeah. now, and now, <laughs> and now, sitting here, and it's all over and, and yeah. whatnot. I, I, I've kind of chuckled. I mean, <laughs> I look back at all the stuff we did. And looking at these forums and I mean, all the time we, I don't want to say wasted. It wasn't a waste, but just the time invested in this and in thinking about this, it was unbelievable. And it's just so funny. I mean, we were so hyped up about it. It's so cool. But honestly, and I know that, uh, our two guys, they, they, they were, you know, was it worth it or do you, you know, put your success rate on, you know, your e-scouting and all that time you had invested on it? And, and maybe a little bit. I don't know how, you know, really the percentage of it, but. It was totally different when we got out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, a little bit similar to what we did on the maps on like, uh, on X and whatnot and 3D, uh, satellite maps. But I mean, I think we could have still picked a decent place and, and just once you get there, do your own legwork. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's just totally different. So, I mean, yeah. people ask me, I've had numerous messages after, uh, we got back from the elk hunt and everything. I mean, people want me to give them suggestions and help them out. And I kind of tell them the same thing. You know, just if you're wanting to go pick a place on the map, try maybe, maybe anything I suggest, find the success, uh, success rates and the number, the elk population, the biologists do every year and figure that out where you want to go, what type of hunt you, you know, you want to, you want to challenge yourself. You want to have a back, a, a true backcountry hunt, you know, what, what it is you're looking for. And then from there, just choose a place on the map and, and go. Once you get there, save your, uh, give yourself some days to, uh, scout and, boots on the ground to, to move around and find the elk and you're gonna move you're gonna move oh yeah get acclimated move. to that elevation that's that's a huge factor i mean yeah. no one's ever prepared for that elevation when they get out there they can train all they want as soon as mm -hmm. you see that mountain you're like yeah it's not gonna be so so bad until you get about 100 feet up right yeah <laughs> the first 100 yards of your of your trek up a mountain is is like your uh reality check <laughs> <laughs> this is it's actually real. Yeah, I think we looked at each other, but boy, they weren't kidding. <laughs> no, they, yeah, they joke, uh, that's for sure. How'd they compare to the mountains yeah. when we rolled up on them in Virginia that time? Like the straight up mountains. How do they compare? Yeah, like steepness. <laughs> like that one was pretty crazy steep. It was like rock I mean, there, there. Believe it or not, there is there there is compare. I mean, there's some places, and that's another thing. Uh, Ryan and I, like we we did we did like my Onyx is full of, of, of waypoints. Um, and some good. It's surprising. Like there's some waypoints on there that I, I did at home and there was elk there. I mean, it, it's That's cool to find that. We weren't far not from far, the one, not the one at all. mountain that we picked, which was really neat to look back. And I, we, we were looking, man, how this is so cool to piece everything together, what we did and looking at all our waypoints and how close we were just from doing easy scouting and find the draws and the, the darker timber versus, you know, the aspen and open mm -hmm. meadows and which is really cool to look back on. But, you don't think, you know, for people that looking into their, their view and listening to us right now, I mean, don't think you need to pick the nastiest, the highest, the, no. the furthest from roads, the furthest from people. I mean, uh, we got off of a parking lot and we're into elk, uh, not even 800 yards. And yeah. we're on elk at times. I mean, don't ever think. We literally went over one mountain and there was elk. Right. Running, so. So you can pretty much boil it down to you just have to be at the right place where the elk are Correct. constantly. And they can go miles and miles and miles just in a night. So yeah. Correct. And there's always change. There's always uh 
there's always something, whether it's going to be a weather or yeah. pressure. There could be a hunter the next morning. You, you leave there at night and a hunter beats you there in the morning. You're going back in after and they bump them out of there. They're gone. They're over yeah. the next ridge. And I mean, you could be hiking 800 yards. You could be hiking two miles to get to where they, they, you know, went to feel safe. Right. In, in, in our case, when we first got out there, it was weather that, that I think eliminated our first spot. I couldn't tell you. Do you remember the date or the first day we got out there? I know I, we killed it on the 21st and like the 15th, I think. So I, I know it took us, it took us, I killed it. Uh, I should say we, I always say we because it's a team effort. It wasn't Absolutely. just me. I always say that. I mean, if you're going out with a friend or a couple of buddies, it's always we. I, when I tell people, you know, I, I didn't just kill that. You know, yeah. Ryan had a huge impact on that. It wasn't just me. Especially in the case of an, an elk trick. Correct. <laughs> yeah. It could never be more of a we than right. it something right. like that. Right. And, and, you know, if I put myself in his shoes or vice, I can speak for him. You know, I feel just as much, much successful, you know, because he, he was the one helped me call, you know, he helped me pack it out, everything. It, it was a we hunt. It wasn't just an I. Like, I, I didn't just kill the elk. I mean, it was just as much, you know, um, his as his mine. Hey, um, off the wall question. Are there areas in Colorado that are dry? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 There's like certain many units fish, that are yeah. dry. There's right many. Yeah. Over counter. I, knew, I thought I knew that. There's a couple, I think just north of us where we were, there's yeah. a couple, there's a couple units that are actually like in the top five. Yeah. We were, know, we were really, they say is top five best units to hunt for elk. Yeah. And those are always draw, but, yeah. but you know, I listen, I listen to Corey Jacobs and, uh, and Randy Newberg and they, that point creep. Obviously, Corey Jacob, he, he, Corey Jacobson, he has however many points in Colorado, but he'll never catch up to those units because of the point creep. <laughs> so that's like the biggest thing. So a lot of people will, will draw tags, but they'll use their points soon to just get like the medium or the, the middle of the range. Yeah. They're not, they're draw. not doing the over the counter right. shit you right. guys did, which is you obviously can still get it done. Yeah, comparable, and uh, and yeah. I know Corey and some of the guys that live out there and experience this like we do whitetails, right. have a lot of great insight, and like Tanner said, we've watched him, them guys, a lot oh, of what they have to say, um, and it gets kind of confusing with the whole point system, it really does. Um, if if you want to learn more about that, I highly suggest reading, uh, catch up with Corey Jacobson's videos, and uh, Go Hunt. He's got um, the Elk 101, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes, yeah. And, and GoHunt.com is a huge... Uh, deal there to learn about all the points of what you need um if you ever want to plan a very successful trip out west go hunt is, I mean, that, that is awesome it gives you every little mm-hmm. detail yep. that you could even imagine and probably more a lot of these guys like Corey, will say there are there are otc units that don't get enough credit and yeah. and it's just a matter you know yeah, what you do is is a hunter to to find get into the elk, and when you do, there are good. I'm personally me and and a new elk hunter. Don't get me wrong; I'd love to go on a trophy to a trophy unit one day. Uh, that's my plan. I would like to Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, and go to a, a unit that has the three seventy five into the mid four hundred class bulls. Yeah, don't get me wrong; I plan on doing that one day. But I'm very very satisfied where we were in an OTC unit to lay eyes on some of the elk we did. I mean, I had a chance at one bull the first evening we got into him. It was the fourth or fifth evening. It had been the fifth evening. And, yeah, I killed on the sixth morning, sixth, sixth morning, day. Yeah. Um, so the, yeah. the fifth evening, uh, 
I set eyes on, I would say, 375 to a 420-inch bull, somewhere in that ballpark. I mean, absolute giant. I intend, I consider it a trophy, and I know a lot of other elk hunters, veteran elk hunters, that would consider it a trophy. Um, I just couldn't get a, a clean shot to it. It used a range of 55 yards at one point. I just couldn't get an arrow to him. Oh, man. But we saw a number of elk, and not one did I see that was a raghorn, spike, whatever you want to call it. The smallest one I saw, I believe was like a four by four or a five by five and a, a good legal bull. Yeah. I mean, the first, the first bull that we ended up getting on, that was the third day. He was nice. Super, super bright antlers, rack, horns, whatever you want to call them. But <laughs> antlers, I mean, yeah. Jesus, I mean, they were like, you could see them from a mile away. If, if, if you were that far away, they were super white. I think we, I think he was what a five a by good, five. It was a good five by five. But he was a, to me, I don't know. I mean, I, I seen him more from a distance. I didn't get too, too close to him because I stayed back filming, trying to film on the cell phones at that yeah, point. And then, but I mean, for a five by five, he looked pretty, pretty damn good. Yeah. That's, that's rewind a little bit and kind of, yeah. we, how it started. Like, we, yeah, right. you know, first off, we had a 24 hour trip to get out there. <laughs> uh, we, we took wow. my little, whatever you would call it, car SUV because the gas box, it's an, it's a, uh, Subaru Forester, it's it's all-wheel drive. We decided to take it and literally pack it full of all our gear. Oh, yeah. And we yes. just took turns. We drove straight through. We took turns uh, driving, and we never stopped other than for fuel and for some food. Gas tank and switch. Yes. <laughs> That's it. And uh, we got out there, and we got to our first pin that we made on Onyx from home. And our first point was up a certain mountain, a, a kind of a, a well-known mountain on Onyx and it was like 14,300 feet or something crazy. I mean, it was up there and we're like, Oh, we got to go. I mean, we're, we're not scared to hike. We're going to put in the work. If we get up there, we're got to get away from people. We we're definitely going to get an elk up there. Well, we get there and lo and behold, Colorado had a snowstorm two or three days prior and dumped. Yeah, I think it was the, I think it was the weekend before we got there, which was only a couple of days. Yeah, but and dumped a foot or two of snow. Yeah, <laughs> and like they said, like thirty to thirty six inches or something. Yeah, we get the clear to the top of the mountain. We're like, yes, we finally made it. <laughs> we set up camp. It's getting dark already. We get everything set up. And we're way up there in snow. There's probably six inches of snow up there, and in some places it's spotty, but. We're like, you know what? We'll, we'll get up in the morning. We'll listen. We'll try to locate. And that's when we'll get up after them. And to say, uh, <laughs> to say we froze that <laughs> night is an understatement. Oh, man. And I will tell our, we had, and we were very well, uh, we'll get into the topic later about, uh, preparation and gear list. I, I consider that, you know, I feel that we were very much prepared for our first, you know, real elk trip. We, our packs were between, uh, 60 and 75 pounds a piece. Yeah. And which is heavy. A lot of guys don't That's like heavy. to run that. I think we, I think we, when we were at the station, we weighed them, I think the 68 and 72 or 70 something. And that was without, uh, sleeping one of the sleeping bags and that was without our, our bow and, and yeah, arrows yes. and all that. So yeah, we get to the whole way to the top, you know, set up camp, build a little fire, barely sleep throughout the night. We woke up several times here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about that freezing. Yeah. Literally shivering. <laughs> we uh, were like, what are we doing? Uh, did we, you know, that's when you start day one and we're like not doubting ourselves, but questioning, questioning our move. Um, yeah. So we wake up, you know, pack everything in our pack, go off, try to find out. 
Well, not to mention, go, go back, like, when we're questioning if we made the right move on, did we pick the right spot to go? Don't forget the 11 miles it took us to get to that spot. Correct. Um, yeah. You know, and, like, that's a good point. So that, that in itself is like, oh, my God, dude, like, tomorrow we'll hunt here. But then, like, what if we don't get into nothing? We're up here. We're 11 miles from the car. And then from the car, you know, to a normal roads, another probably where we were that, it's probably another 10, 10 to 15 miles. Correct. So we're like way back here. And the first night we're like, Oh shit, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. like it, it kind of, it kind of like hit really hard, gets your like anxiety going. Yeah. You think too hard the first night. Well, that, that's, that's a good question. <laughs> and that's what Tanner said about going 11 miles in. You do not. I, I don't suggest. I don't necessarily suggest doing that right off the bat. I, I think we, <laughs> you know we pick that spot on the map. We're just you know there's got to be out there, got to be away from hunters. Let's get up there, and that's when we'll find. Not necessarily. That's not. It, it don't always. It's not always textbook, especially with elk. It's and, not like whitetail hunting, right? You know, yeah. and, and and you ain't. You don't want to burn yourself out and, and get up there and you spend. I mean, you're invest now. You're investing time and you're losing days. I mean, it's all about the time and the days. I mean, not everyone has. Uh, many days off. I mean, fortunate enough, we actually yeah, had man. around 14 planned days that we could spend out there. Damn. Damn. Not That's driving. not even our drive time. Nice. So we had it made to say the least. So we did spend some time getting up there and the next day was spent trying to locate out. And we think we may have bumped that whole time the rest of the day. We hunted, we stayed up on real high in the 14 to I think we got down to maybe 11. We spent the whole day on that mountain trying to locate elk, and I think we bumped one elk. We never heard an elk. Didn't even question about hearing an elk. Mm-hmm. We seen older tracks in the snow. And they were all going down. As we neared dark, we had uh, a front moving in. It started to sleep, snow, mix or rain. It was nasty. And, and we started questioning, like, what do we want to do? What yeah. are we doing? Like, what do we do? Like, <laughs> did we make a big, huge mistake? And, and, and we're like, well, I need to lose weight out of this pack. These packs are terrible because we're carrying them all over the place. I mean, this is a, this is a backpack run and go style, you know, bivy hunt. Everything's on her back. We need it at any time. It's on her back. Oh, and we're, so yeah. You didn't even camp. Correct. Oh, that's right off the bat. And we're up and down some steep country. So we made a decision together that, you know, we didn't get on elk. Let's make our way back down into the car. So that night we decided to pack everything up. It was literally half before dark it's like i said the weather's windy blowing it's horrible so i told him i said we ain't gonna make it back by dark as long as you're okay with that so we get at least to one of the trailheads which is probably two miles from maybe a mile and a half from where we you know were camping and we followed the trailhead almost back to the car and uh, i mean half of it was in the dark we got back to the car and we were wet freezing our gear was wet i mean stuff was froze we had camera equipment on us so we just said heck with it we went straight and i mean it is what it is we didn't have this plan but we went straight to a hotel um did we want to do that no do we feel silly and and conquered we were kind of questioned should we even do that i mean this is we're we're wanting to do a backcountry hunt no we came out here we're tense and this and that we're like can't stay in a hotel but then we got to thinking like we should probably go to a hotel because (laughs) All of our stuff stuff was already drenched, yeah. soaking wet. All our camera stuff was was wet, so we wanted to dry all that out, and, and our boots are soaked. And we're like, how how do we even go on? You know, unless we make a super hot fire, that's the only way we're going to dry anything out. 
and it was right. sleeting and raining yep. and snowing. It was all mixture. So yeah, we made a decision to go and, and get a hotel and it actually that was probably one of the better, better. Yeah, yeah, that was probably one of the better decisions. And I know we'll probably it sounds like we're just rambling on. It's just so much to talk about yeah. from start <laughs> yeah. to finish for someone that, you know, doesn't have much experience trying to lay it out for them. But we get to the hotel uh, late at night, book in, and we're like, ah, well, let's just get one day in here, only one day, and we'll find out yeah. tomorrow. You know, we're, I don't want to be a wussy and have to stay in a yeah. hotel. Well, yeah. I mean, we're, we're out here to conquer this and, and be in the back country and experience, you know, the greatness of a, a, a full, yeah. full elk hunt. And we can't, Why else did you we carry can't, 80 yeah. pounds around. Right. Okay. <laughs> we yeah. can't stay in a hotel. <laughs> so at the hotel, me being me, uh, I, I, I start talking to people and, you know, I see other hunters there. And um, we get talking to an older fella, uh, a Colorado resident, local, been doing this for many, many years. Uh, very nice guy, actually. One of the only guys I didn't get his contact info, which I have a feeling that we're gonna we'll run into him again. But yeah, uh, gave us some good advice, um, really good advice. He had uh, his pack horses there, his whole outfit, whole outfit, and he kind of explains himself to us about the weather they had. Uh, kind of told us what the elk behavior was at the time and where they were, what the elevation was they were staying at. And we kind of told them what we did and, uh, gave us really good advice. Didn't belittle us or, you know, treat us any different because we were out of town. Um, and I, I really, I, I very much appreciated that. And we owe um, a lot to that guy. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, you and don't he run into that very often. Of, yeah. And he gave us some pointers on where we may be able to find elk. He didn't give us any hot spots or you know take us and drop us off in the middle of elk country but he you know kind of told us hey check this out check that out um led you in the right direction yeah. right look for this yeah so yeah. yeah we just kind of got in the hotel got everything hung up and dried off and started game planning back on onyx looking at different places that he mentioned and trying to remember everything because we didn't write anything down <laughs> uh, so we're just trying to do everything quick on onyx and uh Started making some pins and checking things out, and and the next morning we uh, we headed out and uh, we looked uh, we looked around. We actually changed units. Um, that was that the day we ran into the Texas guys. Yeah, yeah. That, that that same morning, day we ran into morning. two other fellas. Um, I did get their contact info. They actually we still communicate. Um, towards our end of our conversation, we were walking in, and he actually you know yeah and told me to come back and uh so i walked back to the cars where they were at they were leaving they were done they they hunted for a week and they were they were from texas they were going back home they only had a week to hunt and uh they he said pull up your onyx and we'll you know collaborate a little bit i'll give you some what what we experienced up there since we're leaving so you guys seem like really good guys and you're here and you have some time and uh try to help you be a little more successful on your trip and they uh pointed out and set some pins on on my phone on Onyx where they got into, he said, a, a decent herd three, two or three days prior. And he said there was a very good herd bull and they may have bumped it and they can't say where it's at right now, but they think they win bumped it. So he said, man, we, we shook their hands, got contact info, man, thanks a lot, you know, uh, and we headed in and, uh, we got in there maybe like it took us probably half a day to get back to where they were. And that's kind of where 
uh, you know, our hopes went straight up through the roof. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's when things started to look up. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> this was, and it was funny because then this goes to show, like, don't always think you need to be in the nasty of nasty and the highest elevation. I mean, we're talking low as 8,000 and high of in this particular area. It can change like that. Um, it, one, one point could be 8,000, um, 800 yards to a mile can be, 14, 12, 14. It, it can yeah. change in an instant. And where we were was almost to describe it like rolling planes, so to speak. I wouldn't say, I mean, it was kind of a mix of rolling planes and getting into just the mountains. Little, just a little more mountainous. But right. Yes, but not it open. Went, it kind of like, open. Yeah, country. it was more open and not like extreme mountain. But like how he said, like, a, you had like your, a rolling, like the foothills, like a very, very close. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, and, um, and you had like your like a big rolling hill with spotty. Spotty timber here and there, just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And we're sitting there, and it's getting dark. Man, we're again, we're questioning ourselves, like, man, what are we doing? Uh, I hope we uh, get onto something soon. Mind you, we have 14, 15 days, and it's the third day. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, um, so we uh, we're sitting there, and it's it's an hour and a half till dark, and we have to make a decision because again, we're going to be walking out in the dark, which kind of sucks, to be honest, to the whole way to the car. And yeah, we were, oh, we were. Oh, wow, we were probably, it took us yeah. a long time to yeah. get back. And we're <laughs> sitting there in glass and just, uh, it's really nice glassing area. I mean, you couldn't get any, ask for anything better. We're sitting on one side, just looking over three or four sets of, of mountains. Um, I don't even want to call them mountains because they weren't very steep. They weren't rockies or anything like that, like foothills. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, the third draw over, I'm looking at something and, and Ryan's looking one way and I, I think I grabbed Ryan real hard, shook him by his coat. I said, elk, elk, elk. <laughs> and oh, it was, it was so cool because they just started popping out and it's dusk. It's getting low light. Um, and they just started rising up to the top, coming out of dark timber. And next thing you know, four, five, six cows. And then boom, there's, there's a bull and it's a decent bull and it's getting dark. We had to make a quick game plan. Uh, there was that hunter on that same hill that they were coming up on, oh, that's on, right. on the yeah. far, the very end of it to the left, as far left as you can go on the top of this hill, mountain, foothill, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Peak. They were probably yeah. what? 300 yards from him. Yeah. And where maybe. he was in his position, he couldn't see. Couldn't he, see. he probably uh, was in the elk maybe a day before or knew they were in that area because he got pushed down from the weather and other hunters. And he was trying to locate them, and he couldn't see him where he was. It was really funny. Right like behind him. where we were, he looked like a toothpick. He was <laughs> so small. I don't even know how he's the yeah. one that's seen him. And I'm usually the one that spots something. And he, he's like, "Is there?" I, I couldn't. And then finally, a toothpick there, and it was a guy, and he was trying to find him. And uh, we dropped all our gear, other than bows and our arrow, mm-hmm. and we took off, and we made it over there. I mean, super quick. And I'll work. believe it or believe it or not, I mean, we almost got a shot at that bull. Uh, we closed into 50 yards at one point and they were going away from us. And it was kind of like a, uh, almost like a horseshoe. We had to get around, drop back down over the ledge and go around to get where they were coming from. We had to get essentially get in front of them and they were going to come up over the next ridge, go to the other uh, the other hillside, and they would have been right, I mean, never seen us. They would have been right, been too late. And as we were making our move, the wind totally switched oh, and blew no. right into their faces. Yep. And I just wanted to double check because I knew it switched. I said, oh, I look back at Ryan, 
And I mean, we were running the whole time, <laughs> literally running. And I, I stopped. I kept checking the wind. I have it right in my bino harness and I kept checking the wind as we were running and it totally changed. And I stopped, picked my head up over. And as I, as I expected, they were running the other way. Oh man. And, uh, so that was a real big bummer. I mean, it went from highs to highs to super low and it's like, oh, did we just ruin our only chance? Like yeah. you read all this stuff before you come out there and like once you get into elk, you know, stick with it, this and that, you don't have many chances. It's like, man, we just blew. Was we're, that not, a, we're not getting any we're not was that our only chance. Yeah. Done. yeah. So, day four. <laughs> yeah. So we go back to the hotel. That was day three. Yeah, that was Jeez. day three. And we go back to the hotel that night. After a stupid hike back. After a, a long, dark hike in just horrible cold, back to the car, uh, head back to the hotel. And we're like, you know what? Let's head back in there tomorrow. We picked out where we think they're going to hold up in another timber for another mile beyond where the direction they're headed. It's the only timber other than getting up to the real Rockies where it turns into a giant block. I mean, it's... All timber and yeah. aspen. It's it's yeah. the actual real mountains. Um, so I said, let's just go back in there another day and, and try to locate. So another night at the hotel, feeling like we're wusses. No, it's not sleeping. <laughs> that was your idea, Lane. No. I don't know. Oh. Yes. <laughs> well, what do you mean, Tanner? That's what you told it was me. Kind of, he brought it up, and I agreed. I think, <laughs> I think someone's spending. You know what? Though that shower probably felt so good. Let's just say that. So <laughs> I wasn't saying no. It was shower and all that. Yeah, I that was the best. Once you part. have a taste of it, yeah. maybe you guys are kind of. It was it. nice to go back. And we got an awesome breakfast in the morning. Oh, <laughs> real like awesome! A, it was like an egg, <laughs> egg and an apple. They called it like not they, not hard. They called it squishy. Breakfast? Like what time are you? Getting they opened it up at like they opened up at it's like, like well because they started it and then ended. It was and ended. I will. Were you getting out unfortunately, there? No. So unfortunately. Uh, Heck no. that's what I was getting to. I will say, <laughs> <it's so funny. laughs> you could have just stayed in your, in your jet boil. Listen, we did. We did. We, oh my gosh, I'll tell you what. Like we would at home here, get up at three, four o'clock in the morning, get out there before. It was total opposite. Yeah. We would. Sun it, come it up was, and like, yeah, should we go yet? Yeah. Sun came up. It's like, should we go? You know, like. It was from high, like we were super high motivation. Everything's like, boy, this is a lot harder than we think. Like, this, <laughs> yeah. it, that's just, hey, we're not going to beat ourselves up over that. Just let's get our breakfast, let's get our showers, you know, let's get everything dried out, and let's not wake up. So, I mean, you think we're putting a lot of miles on during the day? Oh yeah. I mean, there's some, there's some key, yeah. there's some key stuff that I brought too after researching what people, you know, on these elk hunts, and um, there's a tape. Thank God. Mm, there's a tape, tape out there. I saw that. And, um, I, that I brought, I, I purchased online and, uh, it's for when your feet start, as soon as you start to feel your feet getting hot of any sort, you know, whether you're getting blistered, it, they say when, as soon as it starts to get hot, where you think you're going to acquire a blister yeah. or what, you take that boot off right away, you take your sock off right away, air it out and get that tape on there immediately. And I'll tell you right now, if I didn't have that tape, we would have never made it to where we were. I can honestly no, yeah. say that. We'd be yeah. our, doing a podcast. Our, yeah. <laughs> you, you, we would have, you would have been talking about the, the day we drove back. <laughs> yeah. right. and, day four. Yeah. <laughs> day four, we drove back because we couldn't walk. Yeah. <laughs> that, that tape literally, and you wouldn't think tape. How right. does that, how does that affect like me walking on mountains right. and with my boots? But here right now, it, it does something changer. immaculate. Yeah. <laughs> because 
I didn't buy like an expensive pair of boots and I, I, I don't even remember what Irish setters are like 150 bucks. And I was like, cool, these, these should last, you know, they hurt like a son of a Well, bitch. listen, <laughs> I, I did buy the expensive you had boots. The crispies. I got crispies, which customer service, I'd actually had, I had a problem. I had to send mine back and, uh, it was just a flaw, bad lemon. It's just like anything else. You yeah. get a bad lemon and, uh, I swear by them. I think they're amazing. It's my first pair of Krispies and I, I'm actually going to get my wife pair. I'm getting another pair. I, I think they're great. They're, they're amazing. Um, but my feet, it don't matter. It don't matter what. See what size boot you wear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter what boot you have. If you're not used to that terrain and using uh-huh. your feet a certain way and it may sound goofy, it don't matter. It, you're gonna, you're gonna get the aches. You're gonna get the pains. You're gonna get the cuts. Uh, and, I'm telling you, the third by the third day, you couldn't even. I took my sock off. You couldn't even see see skin on my feet. I taped. I was taping my entire foot. And I'll tell you what, I don't care because that kept me in the game. Yeah, yeah. and yes, did. we taped because we were putting on more miles than most people would put. I mean, I I think by the end of the trip, the sixth day, we were pushing the the seventy the seventy mile mark. Wow, somewhere yeah. around that mid seventies mm-hmm. to low seventy mile mark. I was trying to do it on my phone. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the, the fourth day we went back into the same place and, uh, couldn't locate the elk. Bummer. I mean, we, we couldn't, uh, we went three, four ridges over, went super, super far. We did change strategies a little bit with our, every day we learned something new. Um, we started leaving our, a lot of weight back to the car and just doing the, uh, the walk in, locate elk. Uh, if you, you know, keep, keep the weight off and, and keep the energy high. And, and that, that helped it. That was, that was a huge help. Don't you agree? Keeping, oh my God. And even, even on our lightest day for our pack, pack wise, the lightest day was still hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like it yeah. still felt like you had bricks in your I, I know, um, after our hunt back home, I had, uh, scabs cuts on, yep. on both, uh, from your waist belt. Like both, right above your hips. Both yeah. hips I had cut. And I had cuts and bruises oh, right yeah. on my back here. Every pressure point where the pack, and I'm, and we had great packs. We had very oh, good yeah. packs. Yeah. But we had so much weight the first couple days in our packs. It was, no one does that. After reading and talking, no, it just, it's unheard of. Unless you're going in one time and then right. setting up base camp there. Yeah. And then going from there. So we totally changed. I mean, we took our packs from 70 pounds down to 20, probably 20 pounds. And that's with our bows and, uh, just our essentials, our everyday essentials. So our, our fourth day, we couldn't find the elk. We were back in there, super bummed out, just kept our, uh, you know, tried to not let our emotions get to us. And we found a, in a long distance, it was our last piece of timber, the very, it was the highest hill in the area. And, uh, we decided to go to it and do some glassing for the rest of the night. And again, walk back when we were done, walk back to the car at night. We're up there. We're enjoying a real nice uh, mountain house meal mm-hmm. um, over the jet boil. And uh, it's getting dark. We're glassing everywhere. I mean, you can see, just picture as far as you can see where you can see as literally as far as you can see until it turned into nothing. And we always had a spot on Onyx and in our mind. And I know we've, we, we even talked about it. It was funny. There was a bull-shaped area, mountain, um, and it wasn't far from where we were. I should say it didn't look far from where we were. <laughs> it was it was horrendous to get to it. I mean, but yeah. we talked about it. We said, you know, just by visual, just looking at it, it's like there's got to be elk there. It was a mix. 
of timber and aspen that rolled into a big giant bowl and it went from probably 8,000 the whole way up to 12,500. I mean, it was paradise. It just looked yeah. like there has to be out there. You know, you, you can relate just by going past a swamp here in PA yeah. or a, a good pinch point for deer. Well, that's what it, if I think there's elk anywhere, that's where it's going to be. So. <laughs> We start brainstorming and we're looking and all of a sudden it's getting dark. We're literally getting ready to pack up. And I say, Ryan, I'm, I'm about 20 yards over on these, on the other side of these rock boulders and he's on the other side checking out other uh, areas. And I say, Ryan, there's elk. Get over here. <laughs> I don't know how. Again, my eyes are, I don't know how, what they do, but because I couldn't find the hole that he was looking at. It was in a tiny hole inside the dark timber. <laughs> I seen an elk come out and. I'm like, dude, there's elk, literally, it, it was so far, miles, miles, miles into this side of this hill. And I said, there's elk right where we've been talking about the, the bull going and leading into that bull where we talked about the whole time where we wanted to get to. Yeah. There's elk right there. And the one, it looked like a, a good bull from what we could see. I mean, super far when we had good binos and stuff, didn't have a spotting scope, just our binos. And, uh, boom, immediately we started game, you know, while we were as close as we get. We started making a game plan, strategizing, pulling up on X, trying to figure out what roads, because you got BLM, mm-hmm. you got state forest, you got national forest, you got all, all you can kind of relate with our turkey hunts. Yeah. You got a bunch of different parcels of land that it's different owners, but it's mainly all ac- accessible through, you know, some sort of public land. So we start searching how we can get to it. So we start drawing some things up and we, we got to get there tomorrow. We got it. So we, for the third time that we weren't expecting, <laughs> back to the hotel we go, dry everything out again, unload our packs, have a have a, a jet boil meal in the hotel. Did we go to the hotel? Yeah, we did. That was yeah. our last night. Oh, the, hotel. the morning is when we drove back. Yes, and the, that was the, the last hell, night. The that was the last night we spent in the hotels. So was that uh, yeah. fourth night? The next day we drove into hell. That's literally the only way <laughs> to explain it. Yeah, my it cost me a lot of expense in my car we lost parts parts <laughs> lost off my parts. car and I, I we kind of joke now if i would have had a gopro on the windshield i probably would be in a uh, we'd probably be in a subaru commercial and, and sponsored by subaru now because <laughs> what we went through was i wouldn't send a, a buggy or a truck or anything through it was unbelievable and we were holding our breath i think the entire time but i don't think i sat on my ass the whole the whole ride back there i was like Holding on to the oh shit bar, and <laughs> yeah. Put my head out the window and like keep my hand down on the seat, hold myself up. Just cause just put it this way: we were on two wheels many, many times going back. Than, probably more than yeah, exactly, four. exactly, Austin. <laughs> and it's probably more than four, honestly. <laughs> and so he's he's on the Onyx co-pilot, and and I'm driving back there, white knuckle in the steering wheel, and we finally get back to where we want to be, and ever gearing up, and. uh Again, packs are light. We head in and, uh, Go for it. we, we, we start walking back in there. We have pins set up on Onyx and, uh, we're moving back in. Beautiful, beautiful country. Like I said, a mix of pine, uh, dark timber in, in Aspen. And, uh, we just, we just went slow. We just kind of took our time, didn't, you know, wear ourselves out, stop for lunch. Get on high rises. We each called over different mountain tops, just trying to get a bugle. Because up in this point, rewind back to the elk we got into. Um, they weren't vocal. This was all spot and stop. This was no my idea of elk hunting. I want to. I want to be. We go turkey hunting. It's a giant turkey, right? I want to be into into the face of screaming elk 
and chase them all around, running gun style chaos. Yeah. I can, and we have yet to experience that. So this is day five. We're back into where we wanted to be. We're getting very close to where I saw the elk the night before. And we find, we stumble, as we're walking, we stumble upon a water hole. Or uh, they call it a wallow. Wallow, yep. Sure. And, and during the days, they're, they're, and the weather can be so unpredictable. That's the biggest thing. One day could be high, high fifties and sixties and even into the seventies. And the next day it could be high 30. And at night it could be into the teens. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very unpredictable. What well, we did get some warmer weather. I mean, we, once we figured out where we need to be in the mid low uh, elevation where the elk were from that storm pushing them down, uh, the weather wasn't bad. I mean, I think we had really good weather. You couldn't ask for any better weather. It could have been a little bit colder, but during the days, yeah, during the days, because they were it, what we were down to t-shirt and sweat, sixties, maybe bumping in the seventies some some days, right? So in, on this fifth day, when we found this wall, though, we got real excited. Uh, tracks all over. You can tell it's been a used wallow. They're using it. There's rubs all around. Like we're getting into sun, but yet to, we thought we may have heard one bolt on our way in, but we, we, it was not certain. So we're like, you know what? They got to be using this wallow. They had a dry year from talking to the locals. There's no water anywhere. They go. So we sit down, get our arrows, you know, get our bows set up, knock, get an arrow knock. And, uh, we, uh, we're ready. We're ready for the rest of the hunt. It's probably high noon going on one and uh, we're ready to sit there till dark. And, uh, I don't know. It's like one thirty, two o'clock. We weren't there long and way up above us. Probably we're down at like <clears throat> 9,500 way above us. Probably eleven five to 12. We hear an, uh, what we thought was an elk bugle. And we both looked at each other. It's like, nah, maybe not. <laughs> we'll start. We start, we start kind of <laughs> creating chaos. Him and I, Ryan and I and elk. Elk, uh, elk, uh, cow call and, and bugle and, and the whole nine yards. We hear it again. Then we hear it again. And it actually got fairly close to the point we shut up and thought it was coming to the, the wallow. Yeah. And it never showed up. We waited another like two hours. I'm like, Ryan, I can't do that. And we're, we're the type of people we, we actually <clears throat> love to run and gun. Like during turkey hunt, I mean, we love to keep the action, keep the chaos going and run and gun and chase them. And we're like, Dude, we can't take it anymore. That's, it's, and, and mind you, at this point, we have maybe, maybe two hours till dark, maybe. Yeah, it was like, it was a little after three o'clock, I think, is when we actually started moving. And we're a long ways from the car in pretty rough country. So we take off, drop everything, but just the bows, the calls. We take off, and I'll tell you right now, this is when it all just went nuts and elk hunting, literally elk hunting dreams. And, we got up to about 11,500, somewhere in there. Found Roughly, a couple more, yeah. yeah found a couple yeah. more wallows. Now, mind you, we're on a north facing slope. Nice. In dark, in dark timber. It's, uh, super, super thick dark timber, mind yeah. you. A lot and of deadfall. A lot, lot of, yeah. yeah. Tough, tough. Though that's been kind of rolled down slow. It got thicker and dispersed as you went up higher. And that's when it got real thick with the dark pine, the timber. And, uh, we got up there and it, it just turned into chaos. I mean, never did I ever experience this. Um, Ryan, his first ever time even, uh, witnessing elk. I mean, it was just magical. I, I don't even know how to describe it. You had to been there. We There's end up. There's not getting, a word. There's right? honestly not a word. I've on the way to Charles's house, I tried to think of something how to for this moment right here in the podcast. Cause I was trying to think like, how do you actually describe what we heard and witnessed? 
in words. Yeah. Like, how do you magical? There there's like no, there's no unless you see it or are there taking everything in. There's there's just no way to describe it. Other, I mean, it's just unreal. Uh, I could. Is heaven it is. It's, if that's heaven, that's where I want to go. <laughs> that, honestly, when I picture heaven, that's, that's it. That's it. That is it. That is it. I feel like uh, I know I, what point you're talking about because throughout your trip, Ryan was sending me Snapchats, and I absolutely yeah. loved it. And at one point, he sent me a snap, and I started playing, and I was like, "Oh, I got to get somewhere where I can hear." It was it was real loud, and I got in there, and he was like, "Just wait." And he bugled, and it just freaking lit up, and I was like, "Oh my god, quit Snapchatting me! Get on him! Get on him!" Like. <laughs> It was awesome, man. That's the video. We were just talking the other day, and I said, "There's, a, I know I took a video during that that little time frame that we had when they were just lighting up. Yeah. And I couldn't remember where it was. And then it was, I was like, oh, I took it on Snapchat. I sent it to like yeah. 100 different people. Yeah. And I was like, I forgot to fucking save it. No. Yeah. I think I think out of the whole trip, I mean, we took all kinds of video equipment. I had my big camera, he had his. I had GoPros, yeah. and out of the whole entire trip, I think that's, that's honestly, the only, the only thing I, I I'm disappointed <laughs> about um, is not having our camera equipment there, rolling rolling the video and ex- getting everything on film, which yeah. I do around here. If anyone knows me, very rarely do I shoot anything off camera. I have, I've been doing it for many years. I just, I, I love doing it. I have the camera with me and it kind of, I had all intention of the video on it, but if you've seen the type of country we were in and to get an arrow to a bull on top of having, you know, we had to have someone call one person shoot and concentrate. Mind you, it's our first time out there. We didn't want to blow it or, or screw up the chance. And I mean, we're on a side hill now on this north facing slope. You would to get That's a camera sweet. set up and, and get the sweet. tripod without it tipping over yeah, and everything's so fast paced i mean it's moving constantly you don't sit still no. it's constantly moving whether it's to get an opening to move around the wind direction to whatever it may be you're on you're constantly moving and we made a decision to leave the camera gear behind that's going to less weight in our packs less thing we have to focus on and unfortunately we forgot gopro mounts to mount to our head and our bows and so we just left everything back and uh it it stinks and we're going to do things different uh our next trip with the video the the camera situation so we can capture more and we did a little bit with our phones yeah we did i mean we did we're going to try to put something small together but but, uh sounds like you need a camera guy three people make it three people make it make a really good trip i mean two's fine but three you got mm-hmm. if you want if you want to do the video aspect of things um you got your shooter your caller and then the, obviously your cameraman yeah that yeah, just a few. Exactly, exactly yeah i can well that's the, thing, that's the thing like for us is when it was just two of us the 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 situations that we were trying to set up, obviously we're not, we can't be together to set them up. Like I, either him or I were going 80 to a hundred yards behind the person that was shooting to call and cause a ruckus. That way you're out of, out of view. You're, you're not going to be seen by anything. Almost think of it as <laughs> a, a, um, a hard to get gobbler here in PA and you have your caller drop back. Because right. you always get that bird, that one bird that hangs up at yep. 80 to 100 yards. You guys know yep. firsthand. Right. And you drop that guy back with a call and thinking that hen's going away and he comes in and the shooter gets shot. It's similar yeah. to that. Um, yeah, very similar. 
and each guy has a job. I mean, the guy that's shooting, you literally are focusing on shooting, and that's it. Getting a lane there, believe it or not, it sounds crazy. You've got 800 to 1,000-pound animals, and you're trying to – there's 600 to 1,000-pound animals, and you're trying to get a shot, get an arrow to them. You'd it's think, harder than you would you think it'd be easy, <laughs> but – And oh, – Which, especially which, with the downfall yeah. and the dark timber, that's got to be tough. It, it is. It, it was it – was, I didn't expect it to be as thick as it was. Yeah. Because going up when we were going up this said mountain was aspen, so it was real oak. You get into like a little bit of a little bit of uh, a dark timber and what, like, but there wasn't that much deadfall in the beginning. And then once we got up into the into the mountain, oh my god! Like yeah. literally every ten steps, you're stepping over a down. It's all matchstick and stuff going in through there. Yeah. Oh, it was in, oh, it's, it's yeah. insane! It was insane! It was unbelievable to not be able to get an arrow. At a at an yeah. animal that that size is unbelievable. I never thought like it was unbelievable. But I was thinking when they're moving through like this, I mean we're we're making noise. Yeah, yeah. I I, I couldn't hit them. I like I'm I watched one though at one point when I, I was walking probably a hundred yards up the hill from me. I was watching his legs move, but I couldn't hear nothing. I'm like, how? he doing that i don't get it yeah. dude even I when they're moving fast you're coming from a mile away i'm like yeah. what, what's gonna be you're a four you're, times you're 800 pounds yeah. and i'm 200 pounds and i'm causing they're they're, they're they're definitely a neat animal i mean i, oh. I have a huge respect for them now and now hunting them and stuff and what they live in and the train they you know the, all their challenges and, and predators and everything uh they're up against uh, it's it's pretty neat but here we are on, on the fifth day, fifth evening, and we're finally into what we, you know, we, in my mind, we accomplished what we were in elk now, and they're screaming. Mm-hmm. One elk turned into 12, 10 to 13, <laughs> 14 elk, and now we're into it. It's, it's game on. I mean, nothing's stopping us. Uh, at this point now, we're, we have an hour and a half till dark. Ryan drops back down over the hill and I charge at, I picked one bull that sounded good. I charge straight up at him. I'm literally kind of running up the hill trying to be quiet. And, uh, I just kind of told Ryan to keep it going with the calls and, you know, challenge him every time he, he bugled, challenge him back, you know, chuckle the whole nine yards, do a little bit of cow calling, but it seemed like the challenge bugles were, were, yeah, they were doing, getting, they were definitely getting more fired up to, to the bugles, other bugles and yeah. chuckles and. Well, there's a bunch of different male elk in, like, a bunch of different poles in the area. So little, little did we know, we actually got into a a very big herd, and we had, you had your one big herd bull, uh, trying to keep his harem together, and, and we had a ton of satellite bulls. I mean, a ton. At least 10. At least. And that's not, like, people may think, oh, come on now. Oh, shit. Yeah. I I shit you not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I shit you not, because we had them, we had them bugling from, the opposite hill. As far as you could, as far as you could hear, we had elk in every, I mean, you, you could turn 360 degrees and in every single direction, there was an elk. Yeah. And it was unbelievable. And, and at this point, we're thinking like, oh my God, <laughs> something's going to happen. We're going to, we have, we have what? Seven, eight more days left of hunting. Yeah. This is the fifth yeah. day and we're in the chaos. This is what we came here for. Right. <laughs> so. I'm up 80, 90 yards from Ryan. He's calling, and next thing you know, here comes two five by fives working the hill across from me. I'm not, I'm, I'm, you know, ready to go. Uh, you know, release on the string, and they start to turn and come. That's another thing. 
with him dropping back, you kind of have to line it up perfect. That's another learning curve. I mean, every day was learning these animals and how they move and cut across the mountain and, and you know, our calling scenario and situation, the way you had to angle with him being behind me and, and so forth. But they end up going past me, getting the wind right for them and moving down to him. And it just, the one actually came like 20, 15, 15 probably 15 yards. I mean, really close to me and I couldn't get an arrow to him. And he moved down and then he went to me and kind of bounced back up. And the next thing you know, I heard something just real quiet because I did hear a bull off in the distance behind him, kind of following him. Super raspy, choppy bugle. It was something very distinct. I mean, it stuck out something about it. Next thing you know, and it was kind of off to my right and I'm facing like this way. It's kind of almost back shores, still up though. Cause it, it, it like I said, it was a bull. It, it kind of went around you and we're down in the bull. And I look up and this bull, like, <laughs> I'll never forget it. It's looking straight down at me. And I'm like, well, you can't really tell because his antlers are, you know, you can't see what size of button. Big bull was looking like at the top, just looking down on me like, what are you doing in my helm? You know what I mean? <laughs> and he turns. Now, I'll never forget it. He turns to, to, to cross the mountain to go to them other small bulls. He was kind of chasing them out. And when he turned, it was, I mean, well, I consider it a trophy. I've mean, ever been a 375. That's a big. That's the one you're talking about. And he had the back scratchers, I mean, oh. touching his back. And I instantly, oh, I'm like, oh, my. It was in my head. I'm like, this might have just ruined it. Now I don't want to shoot anything small. <laughs> I mean, instantly I jump into, like, back home mode with big yeah. bucks and something. Like, I got to shoot. That's the bucket. That's the elk I want to shoot. It's a big, mature elk. And I range him, and at 55 yards is the closest he got, and I drew back, and I just, I did not want to wound him and take an unethical shot, and I waited, and that goes just back to being a big animal, not getting a shot. I was literally straight up on a knee, angled literally like I was up shooting a bird in the sky, <laughs> and he, he wanted to chase them smaller than five by fives off, which were great bulls. Um, he wanted to chase them off, and he ended up leaving. And I was like, man, what am I going to do now? I mean, there, I mean, everything's in your lap at one minute, 30 seconds later, there it goes. Shit, it's no, gone. It went to shit. nothing. Yeah. Next thing you know, my opportunity left. Ryan's got two bulls, two or three bulls closing in on him, coming right to him, blown. Yeah. So we're commuting. I call him, believe it or not, in this specific area, we yeah, have cell phones. <laughs> oh, so I call him. I'm like, Ryan, knock up. My opportunity fell through. I said, I'm going to start calling for you. I'm going to jump up above me and get, well, he ended up seeing, it was his first time. You end up mm -hmm. seeing the elk. He yeah, almost got a shot. Him, like a, a small glimpse of him. And he was literally right on the line that we walked to get to the, the, the point where, where I stopped and called and where Lane checked up the mountain. But it was, we were just, we were just in front of the wallow. I think the little wall that we found <clears throat> and this bull was coming I was facing up the mountain, so he'd have been coming to my left. And he sounded super close. And I got a glimpse of, of something moving through like the deadfall. And then he shut up. I kept calling. And then I stopped calling when I, when I, once I saw him, I guess I stopped calling, but grabbed my bow and was just trying to wait for him to work himself in. And then he just literally vanished. Oh. And then, and then didn't, didn't hear nothing, uh, from my left anymore. It, it went from, Directly to my left on the same trail that we walked in to, it had been, uh, we'll say going off clockwise. If up the mountains, nah, 12 o'clock, he was probably 11. Yeah. That's the next time that I heard him. So he was working his way back up the hill and 
what we found the next day. We'll go into that. Yeah, I mean, top of the mountain, which I understand now. And um, in between you know, all the chaos, mm-hmm. like he had his opportunity, I had mine. Yeah. Uh, as I'm kind of working back to him, I see more elk. I have other bulls cutting across going up. I'm trying to call him. Hey, there's one between us. Like I actually videoed one on my cell phone. It came up pretty close to me. Like I, so many opportunities, but yet it just never didn't work out. Everything's yeah. so thick. It just it didn't work out. You almost had to have them right on top of you or find the perfect opening. Right. So at this, yeah, I can say that for sure. At this point, we literally hunt till dark. You can't even see. And we go back. Uh, I get back to Ryan and. And we're kind of like, what in the world just happened? Then <laughs> <laughs> we're, well, man, we're pumped at this point. They're it's still like, bugling. Too. Yeah, that's the oh. crazy thing. They, they didn't, they didn't stop. We just had a whole night. I think, right? we, yeah, we just had to leave. I think yeah. one of my favorite part uh, of the trip was walking out in the dark and hearing them breathe and everything. And, and, and them bugle all around us with the starlit sky and everything. I mean, it was unbelievable. unbelievable. Un- I mean, you can hear them breathe, like yeah. the rasp in their voice. Oh my God, dude. It's like literally bone chilling. <laughs> so now, now I can, I can hear it right now. Like we're talking about it and I can actually, like, I'm going back in my mind and I can like hear that sounds that were coming out of the oh, mind. Yeah. And it's just like, it's giving me chills right now talking about it. So now we're we're back on in the game, and we're like, man, we have actually a chance. I mean, it went from low, like, man, what are we doing? Do we choose the right unit? Did we not think this through? Should we have waited and just went to Idaho the following year? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you question yeah. yourself when you get in that, and it just goes to show right there. Keep pushing yourself and move forward, and more the more time you know, more ground you cover, you you have a chance. And so we walked back to the car, and we stayed at the car. We we camped and. uh we made a game plan that night. We, I mean, we were super beat up and bruised, but super, super stoked for the next day that now we're in elk. And just so much, like, we were so positive. Yeah. Like, you get your ass first four days, and then you run into something like that, and, like, it just totally shifts momentum. It's, and, like, it's like a football game. You make a yep. good play, the momentum switches like yeah, that. Yep. Like, that, that was, like, that was our big play, you know? And, and like and, I keep saying, I, I keep stressing the laws that we learned every day. We would have done oh, things yeah. like ne- like next time we go out, it's going to be a whole new ball yeah. game because every day yeah. was a learning curve. I mean, we right. would have done. We wouldn't even been as beat up if we would have done. If we would have known the on the fourth day what we knew, you know what we knew the fourth day. Right yeah. on the you know what I'm saying. Right. And, and exactly. Took that in consideration 100%. for the first you know start of our of our hunt. I sure as hell wouldn't hike to that damn mountain. I know that. <laughs> uh, so we're at the car uh, fifth night. Super pumped up. Again, game planning on Onyx. So we planned to go to the very top of the mountain first thing in the morning. Our thermals are going to be rising. We'll be above the elk. Yep. Perfect wind. Everything will be that start at the top and, and work down to them. And then come later, we can kind of, now that we'll be down, we'll work up to them if nothing happens because our thermals will change. So uh, we woke up. Again, it's cracking. It's already cracking daylight at the car. And uh, we get all our stuff, head out. I mean, it's half hour after daylight, and we, we usually we usually left around like seven fifteen. Yeah, and it's just cracking daylight yeah. out there. And uh, normally, we got to the top of the mountain. I think it was close to noon. It took us. It was like eleven. It was like eleven forty five fifty. Yeah, to get to the very top where we wanted to be. And at that point, yeah. it's like, boy, it took us that long. The thermals are going to be changing soon. 
And we no longer got to the very top where it literally flattens out. No more mountain, no it's more a beautiful, hiking. Beautiful meadow. That's what I was gonna say when we yeah, get to the next day. I, and I think that's where that was, awesome. I think where where that elk that was coming on on my level, I think that's where he was going up to. It was that beautiful. Level. Actually, I feel like that would be like a good challenge ground. You know what I mean? Meadow. Yeah, it turned into aspens up there too. Again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, anyhow, we get up there. No longer. I was getting ready to turn around to to Ryan and say, "Okay, let's drop our packs." Let's start focusing on the hunt. We didn't hear anything going up. It's like, oh boy. And I'm talking to him like, now you think these things, you know, maybe they change. Maybe they're gone already. You yeah. know, some, some say that they're gone. Like, yeah. and no longer did I turn around to talk to him right over, not even a hundred yards over the side of the hill. I mean, a long drawn out bugle just screamed Raspy. one bugle. And I'm like, dude, there it is. Let's go. Well, we, we learned that we just started chaos again. We, we grabbed our stuff. <laughs> And I, I dropped down. We're, we're both together at this point. We started kind of calling, kind of working into it. Bows and calls. That's and then, all it was. and then boom. Yeah. There it was. We're back in the same situation as we were the night before. Chaos. They're everywhere and they're closing in. I mean, every direction. So I moved down. Ryan dropped, kind of stayed where he was as I moved down because they were below us. And he called and I called. And I moved as I called, moved as I called. They scream and I'd, I'd run actually during their scream. So I'd kind of close distance. They couldn't hear me. And I found one spot where like, okay, I have a couple shot opportunities here with up to 30, 35 yards at max, just little holes, basketball size, soccer ball, sometimes baseball size holes. <laughs> and I had, again, I had a couple five by fives skirt me. I couldn't get a shot. And mind you, every time something like the five by five would come in, that big giant bull was in the back of my head. Now, could I pass these bulls? And, and no, I couldn't. It was my first trip. It's like, <laughs> did I want to? Did I want to? Yeah, just seeing that giant. It's like, man, I want to. Sh- I want that one. I, that's what yeah. I want. But realistically, going into this trip, what were your expectations from the get go? I'd be happy as hell. Four by four. I'd be happy as hell. Listen, we we looked at what's legal, and we were like. Something yeah, like that comes. It's skin shot. Well, it there, and I told, a spike. That, that it, it has to be five five inch fronts. I think it was five inch fronts or a four a four point. Yeah, like huh. it's it's eye guards. Yeah, yeah. eye guards. Um. So yeah, we were but like, we, listen, that was this was mixed. So we had oh, I mean, well, that's I told, what you went into legal. Well, I told yeah. Ryan the first two three days. Yeah, we were not on shooting that. Yeah, we said we're gonna go for for. Something that's four by four, yeah, three yeah, by three. Four. Something, something, something was something looks like an L. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and then, yes. and then what we got? Yeah, into, we said because it, we said because of of it's an either sex uh, tag that we got. We said once we get down to like the last like two or maybe the third, the second day, then we're just gonna go meat hunt. We're yeah. going. We're going. Cowley, cows cow. are on the list now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was like we're going to kill an L. Yeah, it doesn't matter what kind of elk. So, and then once we got into this and seen what's there, yeah. like I never once out of all them elk and all the elk I seen, I didn't see a ragwood. I didn't see a no. spike. I didn't. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. That's what I say. Like this OTC stuff. I mean, you find an area like this in a good area, you don't necessarily need to wait for your draw. Mm-hmm. I mean, what we got into was unbelievable. I never, yeah. never dreamt it. I thought a lot of small bulls here. Then what we got into was unbelievable and something stupid. Oh, yeah. is what some people would say. Something yeah. stupid. <laughs> so anyhow, it literally I, made no sense. It's our first time. Why do, do we deserve that kind of no. something like something like that to happen? I mean, no. Shut up, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like holy shit. We just walked into literally a gold mine. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, two days in a row, yeah. essentially. You know, it's like, oh my god. I said, I told him, I said, worked their ass off for it, but if I, it came. if I was a guy in Colorado, it's good money that month <laughs> because <laughs> there was a lot of elk. Um, they That's moving really far because but of that herd. Back into the heated, the heated moment. Uh, you know, Ryan and I are going back and forth, and as they got the. Uh, and it was funny because I was ba- bouncing back and forth different directions, uh, like a 180 degrees back and forth. And, uh, cause there was elk coming from every direction. And there was just one that was long and real, real raspy at the end. And he kept coming and getting closer and closer and closer. And like I said, a couple five by five skirted me and I probably could have got an arrow to the one. And I waited because this one coming at me just sounded, I was like hoping for that herd bull, you know, <laughs> hoping for it. And he's getting close. So I shut up. I didn't, I saw, I did a couple cow calls and I just shut up and waited and I could hear him coming. I could hear him coming. And all of a sudden there's a little ledge. There's a little ledge where it went around. We're back down on the edge of this, uh, bull shaped mountain and he come up over and I'm on my knee, release around my D loop, air not obviously knocked and I'm waiting, waiting. He comes up behind a pine tree, he stops and he looks my, and I can see, I could, I couldn't count all the points. I just see a good frame, good fronts. And he looks over my direction and lets out a scream. All the the saliva, the steam, everything. <laughs> yeah. The whole night, I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> and I, I I found one opening. I said he had to take like two steps, and he did. He took two. He took two or three steps in between two uh, two pine trees. And Ryan called again and got his attention. He went to scream one more time, and I rose up off my knee just to get a little bit of elevation, and I, I just touched, I put that pin right in that opening. I'll never forget it. Right, right for his ribs, I can see his side, and I just touched off real slow, and I could see that four-fletch just spinning through. It was like slow motion. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the moment. This is the, the biggest moment. Yeah. This is what you've been waiting you know, hoping for I'm the whole trip. you can remember that much detail. Oh, like you the arrow. Like, you know how you get so full of adrenaline, you get so you caught like up black yeah. almost? Yeah. In yeah. this trip, in this this moment, like I can picture it right now, I'll never forget it. The little tiny, it was, it was probably close to soccer ball, ball size hole, and I remember that white fletch spinning through it and hitting him. And all I was worried about was getting an arrow to his vitals. That's all I was worried about. And he turned around. It sounded like a semi truck rolling down a side of a mountain. Just I can vouch for that. Just <laughs> just taking just taking six inch like log like. And just smash the deadfall sm- yeah. smashing in half, and then everything went silent. <laughs> everything just totally went silent. And I ran back trying to find Ryan. I'm running into trees. I'm tripping. I'm falling. I mean, I'm, I'm still calling because I don't know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, he's calling. I'm screaming. I didn't hear his bow go off, and he was close enough that I should have heard it. I don't know if I was just so like focused on don't fuck up this call. <laughs> Make sure you're calling the right way. Don't yeah. be an idiot. Who knows? I mean, it's dense. And, uh, it was dense forest, right? Next thing you know, I just see, I see yeah. this this guy pop out of the, out of like a little thicket. I'm, and he goes like, he just puts his hand and we're trying to be quiet because we don't know. You know yeah, we don't, don't know, know yeah. if it's good or not. Or, not just that. It's instantly you think it's like, okay, I got to get, we got to go after one for Ryan. So There's, you're, five more in the area <laughs> so yeah ryan and i literally we just we meet up we're slapping hog and going no i mean it, it we finally trying not to scream but yeah. still screaming in a sense a whisper scream i, I mean it was really weird because there's nothing else it's like the elk must have sensed knew something was wrong why they ran because it was dead quiet you couldn't hear not no birds uh-huh. nothing the whole mountainside was just quiet you could hear an echo forever so we just sit down real quiet 
And we're just, we literally sit there for half hour, 45 minutes. And we're just talking like, how awesome is that? Yeah. I mean, taking everything in. And so we just, we, we get up and we go over where I shot it. We end up, uh, you know, getting on the blood, blood everywhere. And we only, we only go down probably 80, I wouldn't say it was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say we went no more than 80 to 90 yards. Yeah. <laughs> there ain't no way. And there he was. <laughs> I could, I was, Oh man, the motions were unbelievable. I mean, everything, all the all the time we had into it, all the thoughts, everything you dream of, and I had you know planned, and I mean, it was just everything came together. And I was just how fast a year goes by planning, and you sitting at home thinking of what could be, and how many how many videos we watched on YouTube, and how many podcasts. What. How did the experience in the hunt live up to your expectations going in set? above and beyond? Yeah, like everything you imagine, everything you pictured all year, you're planning, you you know, I love to run scenarios through my head and picture the moment. Mm-hmm. Was it anything like what you expected? It's not it's not what I expected because I expected something less than that, honestly. Yeah. I didn't get my I didn't get my hopes up like around here I'm like, I'm gonna go in there, I'm gonna see this big giant white tongue and shoot him. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I've never been out west right. in this capacity to hunt or do anything like that. So to me, I didn't want to get all excited for, to go out there and potentially, you know, come back and not have any experience whatsoever. Potentially have 14 of your first days. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I didn't get my, I didn't get my hopes high. I had a lot. I was very positive. You know, me and him talked back and forth nonstop. Like we're going to, we're going to get them. We're yeah. going to get in there. We're going to do it. This is going to, you know, but I never pictured what happened to actually happen because what happened literally still blows my mind. And I don't think I've ever, I, I go on YouTube all the time. I watch elk kind of videos literally probably every day. <laughs> and for what we experienced, I you still, see that. I still have never seen a moment in a video of what we encountered. That's, and that's what sucks. Yeah, they can't back it. That's, that's what sucks there. about not being, you know, <laughs> yes. You, yeah, that's, that's there. true that you say that because I've watched new, numerous amounts. There's of nothing that, there's nothing that, yeah, you might, you could have like three or four bowls, you, you, know, uh, you mm-hmm. know, yelling at each other and, and, uh, but I, I shit you not, there was at least 12 of them, <laughs> 10 to 12, maybe more. I don't know. And I'm not kidding. They were literally going crazy. It was nuts. <laughs> it was nuts. Yeah. And the videos that you watch on YouTube, they don't, I've never, me personally, I've never seen one that can mimic our experience. And it sucks. It makes me mad thinking about it now that we did not film. Yeah, because there's always that question, like, will we ever get it? Will we ever experience it? Well, let's be realistic. You probably, you could have got the experience on film, but you probably wouldn't have got the shot on film just with your setup, right? I mean... No, he wouldn't. Realistically, you shoot through a small hole. Oh, I was telling him he's behind you. He can't even see that with the camera. There's no question about it. There, a GoPro on a head or a chest or a bow that would have been possible. Uh, A good external camera, camera good, good camera, like our big, you know, professional cameras. No way, not a chance. And and I don't care. No way. That's why they a lot of these guys run that third person because each person has one job. Yeah, and and it's very very that job each per each job is very important. And I'm glad we could all sit down. And we've been talking about this for a while to get down and, t- and talk about and go relive the moment. And um, I know it's a, this has been a long one, but 
I sweat talking about yeah, it. Yeah, they do that. That's what I'm talking about. I sweat <laughs> just talking about it. I'm still be outside right now. I'd still, I'd still be sweating just because I get fired up. Yeah, I yeah. want to leave out. There's so much to talk yeah. about. Uh, I mean, we could literally sit here for probably a whole day, a whole working day, and still not yeah. really really cover everything well, it's yeah it's unreal i mean you guys probably saw more things that you're not even thinking of right now that could pop up at oh, any time in your yeah, mind I mean, that just just we talk about the drive out there i mean what we saw on the drive out there yeah the views and the antelope and this yeah, and that it's, and this and that and i'm like holy shit there's an antelope <laughs> <You know? Like, laughs> they're everywhere in person before where's the cheetahs yeah where they at? <laughs> it's, so, it's so cool too i could have saw a lion maybe i don't know <laughs> Monkeys. <laughs> it's so cool coming from like my perspective too. That like, and then versus his, he's never been out there. Yeah, that's why yeah. I asked him that question. I've been out there many times and even experienced the you know the elk bugle and in in involved in that and like leading out there. I'm like, man, you're gonna see so much. Like, okay, right about now, we're gonna get into the problem or be looking for him. Yeah, oh, there they are. Yeah. It's like it's so cool and, and bring it was out funny. There. It, it was funny though because on the way out there, we were talking about like the antelope and, and all that stuff, and I think we saw what like three or four on the way there. And he's like, I swear to God, there's more. <laughs> Usually, they're like, guess on the way home, we saw hundreds, thousands. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of. I know we're getting long wrap as quick as we can. You're fine, end, man. Uh, You're fine. We, we got the elk because there's a there's a lot of work. I mean, face it, yeah. we just killed a 800, 900 pound animal. You know, yeah. big, big, mature bull. You know, we my first bull small. being a six by seven, to say the least. I was pumped. I mean, awesome. you, got, you know, That's it was badass. great. So we start cornering out. Now the work begins. You're not prepared for so an animal that I'm, big, I'm, right? Uh-uh. It's like and and you know they're big. But when you, until you walk up on one and you <laughs> don't realize how oh big you, <laughs> you literally don't, it's like, cause you're so used to white town. I think that's the biggest, uh, yeah. you, you know, the biggest thing with us is we're used to walking up to a smaller white tail and it's like, okay, but yeah. you walk up to this and you're like, Drag oh, thing. I ain't moving it's this a horse. It's a yeah. horse. I ain't moving this guy around. <laughs> So we're, I'm caping it, you know, we get the whole, all our setup, we have our meat sacks and everything, I'm caping it, and we're getting it flipped, it literally took everything we could to flip it to its other side, cape the other side, and, uh, you know, get his neck cut off by his head, we're going to get it uh, shoulder mounted, and now getting it corded up, getting it uh, put in the meat sacks and in a good area, we can air out and everything, and in the middle of this, the wood's Comes back alive. Boom. Yeah. Boom. They all start bugling again. And mind you, we, again, here we are, kind of close. Yeah. We're going to be coming up on two, three hours left of light. We don't have much. I don't even know if it was that long. Oh, well, yeah, because we had to finish. Cutting, yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, it was probably about two and a half, three hours. I, we leave all our stuff. I said, let's try it. We'll, I'll, we'll leave. Let's, leave, I'll leave my bell. I'll just take the calls and let's try it. So we spent a, a, probably an hour and a half. We chased, I don't know, two or three more bulls. I'm calling for him. He had a couple close calls. I had a, a real nice six by six come right past me. Well, I, you know, all the times about beside me. Yeah, I, I videoed a six by six coming up by me and just actually, again, like he said, they're so quiet. It snuck right up on me. I turn around. He's right there looking at me oh. at 10 yards. I mean, right there. And, uh, yeah, we had, he had some super close calls. I mean, they were screaming. They were all back and they were screaming again. And, uh, at this point, they kind of worked away. It's getting dark. It's pretty much the end of the, you know, we, we wouldn't have much of a chance. Anyhow, they're kind of getting ready for the nightfall. And, uh, we go back to the carcass and 
We're getting everything cleaned up, trying to hurry up and everything in the meat sacks, front quarters, hind quarters, back straps that are, I'm um, like six one, six foot, six one, and they're about yeah, they're tall, just tall as I am. <laughs> and, uh, is, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> we typically, for two people, it's going to take two or three trips to get this, all the elk meat out of the horns ahead, everything. And mm-hmm. mind you, we're really far from the car. It's pitch black. We're like, what do we do? <laughs> so, we decided to load up a couple, a hind quarter and a front quarter on Ryan and, and a couple on me. And we headed out as heavy as we could go. We, boom, we, we headed out and it took us, it took us a while. It took us probably at least two hours. Maybe, maybe actually it's probably longer than that. Cause I, don't I think, think, I think the tr- last, the last time I looked, yeah, I was going to say the last, last time I looked at my phone when we were packing up, it was like, 6.30-ish. Yeah, it was like 10.30, 11. And then we got back at like 11. So. Yeah. Yeah, it took us some time. Wow. And he fell. I fell. Funny. The he whole was trip. Hurt, like, it hurt him a yeah. little bit, but I couldn't stop laughing. Because <laughs> it was just so funny because you see this elk head just fall. <laughs> and he's under it. <laughs> oh. Oh, but then he was like, oh, my leg. I'm, like, oh, I'm trying to like waddle over to him because I got meat on my back and it's fucking heavy and I'm like shit. The whole trip I, I maybe fell one time and then of course I have all the meat. Mm-hmm. I went to step over a log and just caught the tip of my boot <laughs> and when you have that much weight on you. You just oh, went. Oh, I went head first and I just kind of tucked and rolled and you actually went to get up on my feet. I had to have help every time and he had to be kind of close to a tree to pull himself up on his feet. That's how much weight we had on our backs and kind of shorten it, shorten it up. We made it. We we got to the car. The whole trip, we heard elk. The whole walk out, which made it really cool. We ran into a herd. Actually, yeah, we did run into a herd right, right by the freaking car. Yep. <laughs> which is gonna come. Is, probably maybe uh, we'd say probably like I think we were three hundred to four hundred yards from the car. Yeah. So we had to go down down the mountain about we'll say four hundred yards, and these things are running everywhere all around us. Yeah. Basically, serving us. They're running up the hill. They're running down the hill. They're running across us. We're flashlighting them with our headlamps and just looking That's at them run. And then you're hearing bugles in the background. And it's just like, how yeah. do you beat this? We get we get to the car. We build a fire. We sit and reminisce and just what happened. You know, talk about everything. Sitting by the fire and ate some oatmeal that night. Ate some oatmeal and, <laughs> and some candy oatmeal. and and, and uh, just talk about everything. And we actually got to bed shortly after. We had a we were pretty tired and. uh we made a plan to get up first thing early, early, and head straight back up, get the rest of the meat, make it in two trips, which we did. Which Mind was you, we left our bows. Oh, gosh. With the other meat. I don't know if we should talk about this part. That <laughs> <laughs> makes me sick a little bit. About 80 yards it. behind. Oh, about 80, 80 to 100 right. yards right out the back door camp. Sat first thing in the morning, right at daybreak, sat a giant 6 by 6 and a harem of cows. Oh, no. We, and we walked probably, we were, what, 50 yards from it? Oh, they were still laying down. Wide open shot in the Aspens. Wow. I mean, wide open shot in the Aspens. I mean, you're maybe a 50, 60-yard shot at the bow, wide open. Uh, they sat and looked at us for the longest time and then yeah. went away, and he left all. We left everything at the... Yeah, we left everything. We were trying to let, get as much weight off of our back yeah. to take out as much weight as we could. Yeah. yeah. I guess that makes Correct. sense. Yep. That sucks. So we went yeah. up, we went up in and, uh, we did a little bit of the calling when we got into elk a little bit. We got, we called yeah. a little bit when we got to the, um, where, where the elk, the remainder of the elk was. And, uh, 
we made a decision to pack all it up and, and walk it out. And that took us another few hours to get the rest of it out. And it, we were so tired. And, and by this beaten. time, it was hot. It started getting really, it did. really it got hot. Super, and, super warm. And we're we're uh, roughly 10, 11 miles away from any main road. We didn't have no ice. I was gonna say, yeah, we didn't have coolers or we, ice. We had two coolers. Um, one, uh, both one, pretty good size. Yeah, they were coolers. both. They were both. One was a yeah, giant cooler. Yeah, one, one was, was a big. Bigger than the other one, but they both, the meat fit fine. I mean, we couldn't close it, but you didn't even deep bone it, just left it. No, we left it. We left it whole. Right. If we would have, and that's coming back to learning experience, a learning curve. Um, there is talk. We, there's a very high percentage that we are headed back to the same area this coming season. Yeah. yeah, So yeah, there is, there, we, we, there is talk. We've been talking about every other day about, this upcoming season and we, we, we got dates when to go. Yeah, we got dates in our, we go. got dates in our mind. Our schedules are gonna work out. You know, everything's falling in line. We have literally all the gear now. Um yeah. minus just a couple little things yeah. from year Aussie to year you ends. need to get and just the plan is so clear and what we can do and we're we're gonna take a we're gonna utilize a foiler this time. Nice. And I believe the dates so what was weird? What's what's weird about Colorado is archery and muzzleloader. They share a same season. So muzzleloader comes in, I think, on the 11th <laughs> of September and goes long. out. And I think this year it goes out on the 19th, which I think is the same as last year. But so now we know you can shoot a bull with muzzleloader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And that's why. That, yeah, it actually gives you a greater odds. I mean, there. I don't think tough. you can use a scope. No, you right? you can't have a scope on the on the. An inline. An right. inline muzzler with no right. scope. And, yeah. uh, I'll tell you right now, you could have pick and chose. I didn't, I, I mean, and you, what's funny is I didn't hear, I didn't hear one, no, one shot. We didn't hear one the whole, shot. The whole time we were there, I didn't hear one. But I, I believe, and don't hold to it, but I, I believe you can, that you get a license and you can get it where you can, you can go out there. If you don't have any luck with your bow, you can resort to the muzzler. Hmm. Um, but I think you may have to buy the muzzler tag and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't quote me on because I just I I focused on archery. But to I know my buddies. Correct. Archery and muzzler. I know my buddies that go out there every year. They take the muzzler and archery equipment, and sometimes they have to resort to the muzzleloader and shoot a little further. But well, if you guys go this year, I will vouch to you <laughs> as a cameraman, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm not gonna buy a tag. Right. Just want to go out, experience it. Yeah, that'd be cool. And film for you. Your I'm mind, in. your mind will be blown. I'm in 100. percent I don't even yeah. care if we see out. That'd be cool. But I'm in. That'd be cool. And, and that would and, be awesome. And honestly, perfect. and you, and just being out there, like I did the same kind of situation you're talking about with a guy. I went out to Idaho and called and videoed for him. We got into a crazy amount, of, and I was just as happy being there. I didn't even have to do anything. I could just sat and watch. And it was just the being out there, out west, the experience, everything, the elk, nature, everything. It's a trip in itself. It's better than any vacation you ever go. I mean, it's like I said, once you get out of that cross that uh, Midwestern border into the West, it's it's another ball game. Yeah, yeah. I've never been farther totally, west. Than, totally uh, different world. Totally different world. Driving wise in Illinois, right? Um, you know, I've flown to like Vegas and shit, but mm-hmm. I want to drive the country. I want to see the West. I want to. And it's not just your story, even though it's a great story, getting chills, and I picture it all. I just wanted it. Like, I wanted to go this year. Picture it. It just could It's totally different. Chuck, you can't even fathom this, man. It's It's so different. It's kind of funny rewinding a little bit. And people are probably, because I get asked all the time, like, well, why did you had so many elk around you? Why didn't your buddy get one? It's like, 
<laughs> well, if you only knew how many miles we actually put on, how sore we were. I mean, there was blood coming through my clothes from my hips and stuff. I mean, I literally, we were bleeding. When I say bleeding and blistered, we were literally bleeding and blistered because we worked so hard yeah. at the beginning and, and yeah. put a, our stress on ourselves and our bodies physically. It, it kind of ruined it towards the end for us. I mean, we kept pushing through, but it was painful. It really yeah. was. And it kind of all worked out. And again, we're learning by the day and by every the whole experience and it goes down to even the weight in my vehicle and i was going to say we weren't prepared for two elk no if we had had any more weight in my vehicle going out because there were some very high inclines going out and i will tell you this much it come to a point where i had my this is no exaggeration i thought we were done for because there was no one going to find us back there no tow truck can make it i had the pedal touching the floorboard as far as hard as I could push on that and my vehicle was bare I mean the speed on, the speed move. armor was pegged yeah. at zero mile per hour. You could not I thought he was gonna have to get out and start pushing. It was not moving and it kept because of the heat and it had a high gear and everything, it was getting we were getting an overheat problem. The the transmission was overheating. Oh man. So we were getting uh it was kinda going on like twice. Yeah. And we had you'd have to actually stop the car, turn it off, cool, lift the hood and the whole nine yards, but we barely made it out of there, honest to God. With and one elk. So and, well it all it comes back and like, yeah, we could if we made it if at that point we were talking like, if we make it out of here, should we drop it off somewhere and come back? But honestly, I was okay eating tag soup for this one because we got we went there for one reason that was that was the shootable. Yeah. We got the bowl. Okay. So now, now we're getting into situations where the vehicle that we're driving might not make it out of where we right. are. Yeah. And we already ripped off Jeez. both side panels. The front, the front and back bumpers are coming off. They're still hanging. And, and like yeah. stuff, obviously, like internally. It's starting to get to be wow. honestly like an emergency yeah. like, situation yeah, where it's, it's kind of getting to the point where like we don't have a choice but to get out of here. Yeah. And it's and for us to come back if we were to say we did go drop his elk off and come back. I don't think that we would have made it back there first of all. Yeah. Or coming back out. I, I just don't think it would have been plausible to do. We could have potentially but, found another area, maybe did some more scouting or something, just to stay in the area, but... I would have never attempted to try to go back in there. So, it's not one. Worth I think we would end up breaking them down. Yeah. I think we end up breaking yeah, eventually. Then it goes back to, like, okay, we still have... Like, once we got to the main road, because uh, we, we talked about it for, like, the first hour of our drive out of there. We're going to go back in? Should we go back in? Like, what's the... Yeah, it's killing us. And then it's like... We're leaving, literally... A mountain full of screaming elk, yeah. hot elk. Yeah. Just like here in Pennsylvania with a rut, and you got a bucket yeah. adjacent, and it's that week, it's running all over the place. You have a good chance of killing it. We have a number of elk yeah. we can choose from, and they're hot right now. Yeah. You want to stay in there. Yeah. And I've told, I've so we, Yeah, we sat there literally for an oh, hour on a drive out, filling up gas. Like, dude, do we just drop this off and go back in there? And then just the odds of us making it back there and just everything that, that, I know. okay, we still have, almost 1,600 miles of a drive back home. So if we beat this car anymore, we might not make it back home for who knows how, you know, we'll have to <laughs> rent a car or, or you know, who, who knows? Yeah, we had so much. I mean, Dell's here in, in where we are. They can only go so far. <laughs> oh, you know I mean? so. Oh, <laughs> they can only go so far. There, was, there was so much in my mind, too, that to make it work, I 
I told him, I said, dude, I'll do anything. We'll, yeah. I will drop everything. I, I'll chance everything. I want to see you get a bull. I will obviously be your caller. We will go in. And I told him, I said, you can never guarantee anything, but I can almost guarantee you that we go back in there and spay it. We're going to get another day. At least. We have eight or nine more days left. Yeah. 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 There. You're, you're going to kill a bull, dude. You're yeah. going to kill. So I said, you say the word, because I, I had no opinion. At this point, he fought, you know, we did, we've been doing everything together. I told him, I said, you say the word. You say you want to keep hunting. I'm dropping everything and we're staying right here because that would suit me. I was ready to yeah. bleed and blister more and, and go back in there. And I thought, I said, so you say the word and it just, you know, it was taking a chance and we made a decision. It's like, you know, I think it was the right decision. Yeah. Honestly. In my opinion, because I mean, you, you, again, we didn't film really anything, but if, if, if you'd have seen the beating that the Subaru oh. took, I mean, it was bad. It was scary, honestly. Like we're, we're back here 10 miles, like in the pitch black at some points when we're trying to get back to some of these spots. Like I've been in a lot of places. What in my the day. hell? Like what do we do when, when the, when the bottom of the Subaru falls out? Yeah. Like you put a hole through, <laughs> the, through the, 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 you the, stone, dude. the you stone. It's That's like, how you get around. We're back here, way back here. Listen, yeah. I've, I've been in some sticky areas with my trucks, jeeps. I've been, I've been all over the place, yeah. and by far, that is the worst roads and conditions I've ever been on. I mean, I'm talking gouges in the road, boulders, you name it. I mean, pure pucker factor. You know yeah, what I mean? we were <laughs> in nothing but your your asshole is pucker. Like I said, we were on steep <laughs> like, inclines. Are we gonna make it? Yeah, we thank were. God he had off road tires, or our tires would have blew up. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, there were several times we were on two, just two tires and he was out making, looking, making sure I'm not, you know, where I'm going to be, how I can turn them around these obstacles. He's outside the car. And at one point he pushed down the front of the car to get the wheels. I was on one tire in the very back rear and he pushed down so I could get all the tires back on the ground. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and just. It was the chance we took, and that's why. It's so fun, though. That's and it. So, it, what are you going to change? What is the plan? What's the plan that, to change? That's a that's a good question. Truck trailer four wheeler. That's going to be our saving grace. That's yeah. a closed trailer. Don't yeah, matter just, at this point because you could camp in it. Right, correct. Well, yeah, thought yeah, yeah, you I thought of that, but yeah. I'm going to have. I'm probably probably going to invest in probably a wall tent. Yeah, like a bigger wall tent with a little stove. They sell a, like a eight piece stove that you push together. Just one today. I meant and to you, send you. You cut the wood and you put it right in there. We're gonna take a chainsaw and hatchet, and we'll be we'll be set. Take. We're probably gonna make sure I'm comfortable when I come there. Probably gonna take. Oh, a shoe, probably gonna, gonna be, get a couple. You're gonna be living in, in like luxury. Yeah. Now that we know what's going on, <laughs> we in the, the camping area, like the camping spot, is in it, way back in in a meadow. They're, you're getting all hot and it's steamy now. In a certain it. little area, it's like they just cut a, all these trees in like a hundred yard circumference and it's just meadow with aspens all around. And it's literally the most beautiful. You're underneath this giant, just the giant stars, all the, you know, beautiful big sky countries right there. And the camping location where we're going to camp is second to none. I mean, best sites in the world. And you walk out the back door and you're right into the, and then you're there. You're, you're hunting literally a hundred yards. Hundred yards out of camp, you're hunting. So cross your fingers, the elk are back into that bull, come rut, and they, yep. they hear them up just like, you know, a typical draw here, hunting whitetails. January 21st. We're yeah, going to cause months. an effing ruckus. Yeah. Let me tell you that. It's on. Because that's what started it. We made a party and they wanted to play. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. Fair enough. Huh? That's right. So you get one. Well, the nice part about that is if you got three, you never know. Never know. Yeah, you might yeah. get one, you might get one, you both Well, that's the thing. And going up into it, 
there was times where I would call him on the phone, like, oh, okay, it's your turn. Like, it switches so yeah. quick. Like, <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. he was calling, and all of a sudden, things turned big time. I set my, because I always have my call around me, and next thing you know, it's his turn. And I'd be calling because they're getting close to him. So we kept switching. Like, it was like, okay, I'll call it. Nothing's happening up here. Let me call for you. There's something coming down. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm going to move down. And then it turned to me. And then, so it's back and forth. You, yeah. you have the equal amount of, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. So, but yeah, I told him, I said, this next time, you're, you're, you're up the bat for first thing mm. right off the gate. Um, I like, yeah. That's one I say a lot of once we get into elk, I'm going to, yeah. Once we get into elk, I'm going to set my bow down, strictly call for a little while and hopefully we get a good shot for him and go from there. That's what I'm talking about, man. That was like, that was a good podcast, man. That was wasn't <laughs> much talking for you guys. It no. just kept rolling. Listen, Any questions. <laughs> me, me and Chuck even talked about this ahead of time. We were like, "Listen, <laughs> we'll get them going. Let them yeah, roll. Breathe for a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, next, we'll, we'll we're gonna video the next one. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Whether it's with three people, two. People. I promised you. I'm, I not, I'm not lying. This, I believe this, it. Oh, this be the last bush light I drink <laughs> until we're celebrating oh. over an elk's body. Wow, in that's September. It's a, a big. Uh, I promise you. Okay. Yeah, we're, right. we're gonna have to talk, and we're not gonna. We're actually not gonna take as many days. Probably be like a like a ten ten, 10 day. To, ten Perfect. Ten, yeah, right. Ten to twelve, max yeah. twelve with driving yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want ten days to hunt, and that's at all. Least, yeah, that's all we're probably gonna take. At, at minimum, eight eight hunting full hunting days. Yeah, like yeah. that's it's gonna take a day a day and some change to drive probably, yep. and then yeah. If we're gonna set up a, a decent camp, it's that's probably gonna take half the day. Yeah. So we gotta time it. And when you, we you leave can't, here, we gotta time it right. And another thing, I don't wanna just totally count on to that they're gonna be there. You're gonna go back yeah. and boom, they're we're gonna oh, walk right, right yeah. into them. Whether they're changes, they might what's nice, right. what's right. nice and what me and him have talked about before is we didn't even touch half in the country. Not even not even a quarter of what was around us. There's so like, much yeah. to an extent. And that know. comes back to taking a so. four wheeler. And, uh, and actually, I, I, have, I have a big cooler with a, I have a cart that goes on the back of it. So we can actually take the three people yeah. on the four with the cart and someone can stand on the cart. And, uh, that uh, we've had locals when we we're out there like, did you not, you don't have a truck yeah. and you don't have a four wheeler? No, horses, what do you guys no, hor- <laughs> What do you guys say? So we're just yeah. so that's unheard of. No one, if you don't have a four wheeler or a horse out here, you're not. Doing, I mean, you're not doing it right. You're spending, you're wasting all a lot of your time. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're not. You're absolutely not. So, man, that's crazy. Woo. That Dude, is you freaking intense. The Eastman's elevated with. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Casper, I, I did. I just saw him post some about it though, but it's uh, yeah, I'm. Pr- it's it's a good one. You have to listen. You guys would appreciate it. It's an elf. Yeah. It's an elf one. So I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight though. No, oh, man, I like that you guys are so jacked up still. I honestly, God, I wish uh-huh. we're at two yeah, hours right now. Live up to my reputation of the bush slammer. So <laughs> the bush slammer, I like it, man. Before hey, uh, before we let maybe, you guys go, we need. Wait, hold. On. I don't think we asked them about their favorite story yet. Okay. Should we, <laughs> should we have them tell a story? <laughs> no, uh-uh. no. You just heard our favorite story, <laughs> dude. I like it. That honest to God, that was that was phenomenal, man. I love that story. And I'm ready for 2021 with all you guys, my good buddies, and round back two out there. Not just elk, but we got Turkeys. turkey season coming up. Turkey. I want to make turkey season awesome this year. Finally, got, got a video editing software coming, and uh, you're going to be seeing a lot of videos drop on my YouTube here real soon. Beautiful, so, 
Beautiful. Your eyes, and that's going to be a pretty big deal. Shout out the handles, boys. Where can people find you guys? Instagram, first name, L-A-I-N-E underscore Baker. <laughs> and same, just Facebook, my name, and uh, YouTube channel. Type in my name and uh, follow along because there's going to there's a lot of hype coming, a lot of videos going to be. We have a lot of time in the editing room that Tanner and I, Charles, uh, we're all going to get together a little bit and collaborate and be throwing out some videos, hopefully about every other week. So beautiful. Tan man. Oh, just go on that old Instagram there. R Tanner 512. And then Facebook's just Ryan Tanner and might be changed to Bush Slammer, but <laughs> might be, might be changed to Bush Slammer. Stand soon, by. I, guess. I don't know. I, I guess. <laughs> Unless Bush is going to sponsor me, it ain't happening, but. <laughs> that ain't happening. <laughs> Just take the C out. I love it. Ooh, they might think something different. <laughs> Don't think sick. <laughs> Put your mind out Get there. your mind right, boys. It's the 21st century. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, brother. Well, let's wrap this one up. That was, that was good. Hey, it was boys. nice to talk to you. It was good talking to you too, brother. Haven't seen in a while. It's nice I to know. see you through the cell phone. I wish this was in person. It's not the same in the rack shack. I mean, we got a couple dinks here, but. Not like the environment hey, of the rack shack. Next one's going to be in the rack shack. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It will be soon, I promise. Roger, oh, I can't wait. Man. Yeah, man.